I didn't say start over. That that would be starting over. So here's the thing. Here's the thing, Francisco Lindor is starting over. So, Jake, here's my thing. You keep Lindor, you get to the first round of playoffs, you get knocked off, right? You get, oh, you're done first round yet again. Or you're good for the next three years, get in the playoffs in the first round lose. And then when the other teams in your division are good, now you're the bad team. Would you trade Lindor for a bunch of prospects, though? Because you're banking on prospects. you got a guy now. It worked really well with Matt Laporta. Yeah. I told you it was a crazy theory. I told you that. Often. Well, it's not even a theory. That's what Shapiro did for the last 15 years, and that's why we have zero World Series. So when we get rid of him in three years because they won't pay him, and we're the worst team in I the division. I wouldn't do it this year. I don't think we'll be the worst team in the division. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade him this year. I'd be fine with trading next year. You're Hello and welcome to this week's episode of So, What's the Catch? The show where we give our takes on current events in sports and discuss a variety of topics in the sports world. Ranging from the NBA, to the NFL, to the MLB, to the NHL, and even the UFC. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Because every Wednesday from 2 o'clock until 4, time to join us and find out So. What's the catch? You're listening to the flagship home of Lake County Captains Baseball. We are the talk of the land. AllSportsCleveland.com. Valley View, Cleveland. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of So What's the Catch? My name is Kramer and around the table today we have... Hi, I'm Josh. James. AJ. Chirk Berserk. Chirk, you are... There's a reason you're in that box, Chirk. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to... Why do you say that? Because I love you. It's the love box, Chirk. Yes, it is. Um, James, you were on vacation, man. It's great to have you back. How was uh, vacation? Vacation was great. Uh, expensive. <laughs> I mean, I know they say what, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, so we don't need the details, but was it fun overall? Oh, it was fun. Uh, like I said, expensive and alcohol-filled. Uh, uh, yeah. I saw a few of your posts, like, at 1, 2 in the morning where you were saying you were out on the strip and stuff. So, Oh, I mean, come on. Uh, the last, like, the single last day I was there, I hit in and out twice in the same day. Of course. I hit it in the morning for breakfast at 10.30 in the morning. Then uh, at 11 o'clock at night, went back. Realized my mistake earlier of getting the fries and got two double doubles in a Coke instead. Uh, do you think In and Out is like actually good? 
I think it's overrated. I think the burgers are fantastic. The fries suck. Okay. But the, the burgers are awesome. The See, I've never good. had In N Out. I think it's really You need to go out west. I do. In I general, think. I want to go out west more. I think the main issue with In N Out is the fries. I think a lot of people overrate the fries. Did you like animal style? Or See, here's the, here's the problem it's, it, people always say you get animal style. If the fries are actually good, I don't got to put extra stuff on it. Right. Wait, what is animal style? It's just basically with sauce on it and something so else. So, like, if you put ketchup on top of your fries, that's animal style? Ah. No, that's something specific to In N Out that makes an animal style. And they but sell oh. it with the sauce on it. That sounds oh. crazy to me. But it's, oh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're so talking about. So, the way I always am, like, if I got to put extra stuff on it, then it's not about the food in general, it's the extra stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, true. But the burgers, just the way they are, I'm gonna mess with them. It's like you know what, double double time, let's yeah. go, and they are fantastic. Burgers are good, but I was just disappointed that people said it was better than Five Guys. I go out there try it. I was like, yeah, it's Five sorry. Guys sometimes for me is too greasy. I think fries, Five Guys has the better fries, but this isn't a, a, a food show yet. <laughs> I mean, no. we're, we're trending in that direction. So moving into um, our little kind of rundown, we like to start the show with. What do you got for me, Josh? So I have two things. First of all. The 105th running of the Indianapolis 500 is on Sunday. Takuma Sato is the defending champion, so we'll see if he's able to maintain his crown or not. So Sunday's a good day to maybe order some five guys and, and sit down and watch a race, I guess? <laughs> I guess. Um, is that uh, what people do? I don't I don't watch NASCAR. I it is actually not NASCAR. It is IndyCar. See, I didn't know that. <laughs> that shows how much uh, racing... Uh, Kramer will watch. Yeah, I'm, yes. not, I'm not a racing and guy. I don't either. I'm with you. And then we also have the Stanley Cup playoffs happening, so I will give you a quick update on the series. Well, didn't last week you said, or maybe it was a couple weeks ago, you said something about growing your, your beard out. Have you shaved it? Nope. I mean, it's hard to tell, honestly. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> like, I can tell there's a little bit of growth there, but I thought that was there at the beginning of the month, too. Yeah. Anyway, so we, <laughs> so we have... The I got in. <laughs> So we have the Colorado Avalanche. They swept the St. Louis Blues, so they are on to the second round. The Islanders are leading their series against the Penguins, three games to two. Game six is tonight. Um, the Boston Bruins eliminated the Washington Capitals, four games to one. The Vegas Golden Knights are leading the Minnesota Wild, three games to two. Game six is tonight from St. Paul. Then we've got the Toronto Maple Leafs up three games to one against Montre- against the Montreal Canadiens. Did you say the Maple Leafs? Yes. First I thought you said make-believes. <laughs> I was like, the what? No, that's, a, that's a, I think, a better name for any uh, Canadian team in the playoffs like the past 20 years yep. or so. It's yeah. the, the make-believes. The make-believes. Because, yeah, because they can't win the Stanley Cup. Yep. And then you got the Winnipeg Jets sweeping the Edmonton Oilers. And then you have the defending Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, up three games to two against the Florida Panthers. And finally, the Carolina Hurricanes are up three games to two against the Nashville Predators. So I got two questions, and then we'll see if anybody else has anything to say, but we can move on from hockey because I know it's not a, a huge topic here in Cleveland. But I'm curious, out of all these teams you just mentioned, if you had to put money on one to win it all this year? Colorado. Colorado? Which is... Which is, they're the President's Trophy winners, and I think it's, there must be some sort of curse when it comes to the President's Trophy. There is. Because whoever wins the President's Trophy 
I don't know the last time they won the Stanley Cup. It's been a minute. I think like maybe 2013 with the Blackhawks, maybe. Typically, the President's Trophy winner means mean the team that had the best record in all of hockey. All right. Um, gets eliminated sense. in the second round. They don't even make it to the conference finals. Hmm. Give me Vegas. Give you're me taking Vegas. Vegas. Taking you're, Vegas. Ta- you're taking the Golden Knights. Taking I got the Avalanche. Who do you want? I'm taking Golden Knights. All right, you're Knights? taking okay. Golden Knights. I like Golden Knights. Who do you want? I I don't know at all these teams, but didn't you say something about Hurricanes? Who name a few of those teams? Penguins. I'm going with the Penguins. Okay, that's, all right. That's usually a safe bet. Just to lock something what in. Is Pittsburgh, though. So you're going it with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. All right. Sure. Uh, it's Pittsburgh, but I've heard that name before, and, <laughs> and I, I've heard that they're a fairly decent team, I think. Five-time Stanley Cup about, champion. How about the Blue Jays? The Blue Jackets? Isn't that baseball? <laughs> I don't yeah, baseball. Jerk, I think you mean the Columbus Blue, Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets didn't make the postseason. They, they were, were a dumpster fire. They year. were one of the worst teams in hockey. Yeah, so if there's no local team, I would take. I am taking the Penguins, and we can check back in on that, Penguins too. Penguins usually pretty safe bet. But yeah. I'm going Vegas. Uh, oh, sure. So who do you got? I don't really watch hockey too much. I don't either. I'll, I'll go with Vegas because it's Vegas. All, All right. right so Chirk Berserk is on. Vegas is done now. All right. Um, Vegas is <laughs> <laughs> nothing berserk there. The Raiders should not be in Vegas. Yes, they should. Yes, no, they, they should. should. Wow, that was a random hot take from Chirk. Yeah. It's, it's the most Raider thing ever, is to be in Vegas. Oakland, I, I like it. It was such taboo for so long for sports to be there. What's the most Raider-type thing, Al Davis-type move, is to be in Vegas? Oakland is about to lose the Oakland A's probably anyway, so they're about to be teamless. So before we get off onto too big of a different topic... Uh, I'm going to go to, to my other Vegas Golden Knight uh, person here. AJ. Manny Pacquiao. Yes. Errol Spence. Manny Pacquiao and Errol Spence is set for August 21st in Vegas. Uh, I'll be done with school, so I might go down there and watch it myself. Ooh. Ooh. Have a good You're time. done in August? Mm-hmm. You're lucky, man. <laughs> How uh, dare you get started before me? Church <laughs> 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 don't even know. He don't even know. He's just Church is gonna be here for like the next three years. Like I don't know. But um, yeah, I don't know. This fight comes like it's kind of weird because Manny Pacquiao hasn't fought in like two years. Uh, Errol Spence is just coming off his uh, championship win against uh, who did he just fight? Hmm. Let me let me check real quick who he just fought. Really quick, I'm right here. Since has fought two years? Yeah, he hasn't fought in like two years. So he's coming off, I, I believe it was a win. Uh, but this should be fun. I don't really, I'm not one that wants to see it, but I'm going to watch it. Now, is this is this an actual fight or is this an exhibition? A- actual fight. Okay, actual okay, fight. okay. What weight class? Uh, want to say, what, what class is this? So it's it says Errol Spence is a welterweight? Yes. And, and just to keep throwing questions at you, is this a pay-per-view? Yeah. But it's not like a pay-per-view like how Actually, it might, be on, uh, it might be on Fox Sports. It's on Fox pay-per-view. I'm looking it up right now. What's uh, the difference? You, it's a pay-per-view through Fox. Yeah. yeah. But would you still have to pay for it, right? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. You still right. have or, to pay or, for it. Or find it some other way. All right. <laughs> Right. Well, at least I'm going to say on the radio that I paid for it. <laughs> yeah, you know, shout out Rent Streams. Um, yes. 
But looking at Errol Spence here, he is 27-0. Garcia was uh, Spence's last fight. Danny Garcia, he won that. Um, it was just a spectacular fight. But this is something, like, uh, Pacquiao is like a legend, a living legend. Spence can add that to his record if he wins. Uh, Pacquiao is still a great fighter. Uh, he's just old to me. Like, that's why I don't really want to see Should they do Floyd and Pacquiao part two? No. no. I don't want to see it again. No. No. They, they did that fight too late from the beginning. Originally. I'm looking at the uh, the height difference between the two, and Spence is four inches taller. Yeah. Speaking of boxing, have we heard anything from uh, that Logan Paul guy? I, I thought know. he was supposed I don't to. Yet. I thought he was supposed to box you, Chirk. I got a DM told Chirk to meet him at Walmart. I feel like that would be somewhere Logan Paul would have you meet. Yeah. Walmart? I don't think so. Mm, Walmart, mm. Then in that case, that's not boxing. So, uh, who you guys got for this fight? Manny or Errol? You guys probably don't know as much oh, as I do. I don't, I'm going to go with Spence because he's taller and younger. I'm, I've heard the name Manny Pacquiao before. That's just what I'm going with today, what I've heard before. So, Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. I'm going with Pacquiao because he's a, I know he's a really good counterfighter. Yeah, Pacquiao's, I would say, is the more experienced boxer. So, I'm going with Pacquiao based on experience. And how about you, AJ? I'm going with Spence. Okay. And why? Yes. So it's divided again. Both coming off wins. So Pacquiao's was just two years ago. Spence's was last year. Oh, speaking of uh, Spence, before that fight, he was in a car accident like a year before that. Oh, wow. So it looked really bad. So it looks like we have a showdown between Pac-Man and Errol Spence's nickname is The Truth. (laughs) That's a pretty sweet nickname, I guess. He is The Truth. Yeah. The situation, the truth. I think I'd take the truth over the situation. That's another nickname I always liked. I the only other time I, I rate that's how I stack up nicknames. Like I got the situation, and then I stack them up against that. The only other time I've heard the nickname the truth is for Paul Pierce. There, yeah, well, that's he, the only other time. I've well, he's retired now, and he's and Errol Spence is not, and he is now the truth. He's the new truth. So I got this little story over here. It's literally probably a, a real quick one. I'm just gonna throw it in. Um, Joe West, that's an umpire. You yes. might know that name. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know that name. Well, last night he played, well, he umpire played. He umpired his 5,376th game. And they brought him out, and they had this nice announcement. And as soon as he came out, the entire crowd started booing him. <laughs> well, if anyone uh, knows anything about Joe West or is a fan of baseball, they, re- they know that Joe West is uh, a bad umpire. Yeah, that's yeah. what I, I mean. I've seen him make some bad calls just in Indians games. The, the, the yeah. fact of the matter is, is that umpires are a, a position or a job that if you know the guy's name, it's never a good thing. No. Okay, when you hear the name Joe West or C.B. Buckner or Angel Hernandez, or you know Charles. that... Nothing or, good. Or, or Charles. <laughs> or or Chirk Berserk. And that's the best nickname, by the way, out of Sometimes all of Sometimes, Better but than the truth, better than Pac-Man. So, I mean, good old Jowls Joe West umpired <laughs> the, most, the most games ever for an umpire. I feel like he should have known, too. Like, you knew you were coming out to booze. Oh, yeah. I mean, he nobody, nobody likes Joe West. I mean, nobody likes the umpire to begin with, but no one likes Joe West even more. Wait. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's not really any umpire that would get cheers. Wait, no. why Jowls? Oh, uh, oh, you want to see a picture of a uh, good old Jowls here? <laughs> yeah, well, well, things that hang on. This is this is great for radio, but yeah, uh, we'll have to post this up on our uh, so what's yeah, the catch Facebook yeah, group. Yeah, I'll send you the picture uh, so you can so you can post it. Here's Jowls. Yeah. 
Look yep. up, uh, if anybody wants to see this picture, look up So What's the Catch on your Facebook. And we have a page on there. Make sure you're liking that because we like to throw up stuff we talk about on there as yeah. well. But we're going to hit a commercial break real quick. And when we come back, what are we talking about, Josh? Well, I'll let Josh read that. We are going to get into Julio Jones and the Shannon Sharp oh, situation. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And we are going to talk about stadiums opening up in the NFL going back to full capacity. All right, hang out just three minutes, and we'll be back on the other side. Here's farmer and landowner John Crude. We purchased the land about three years ago, and there was an old farmstead on there with trees. We were going to clear the land so we could farm through it. We thought we knew where the pipe was, so we didn't call to get it located. The work on our property led to the damage of a light crude pipeline. Fortunately, no one was hurt, but it could have been much worse. Never assume the location or depth of underground lines. Always call 811 or visit clickbeforeyoudig.com before you start work. A message from the pipeline operators for Ag Safety Campaign. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. It was a moment that changed my life. It was still at the heart of the storm when we arrived in the convoy of Humvees. These people had been there for hours, all scared and on the verge of hypothermia. We dug them out got them home safely. That's what we train for, moments like this. In the Guard, you serve your community as well as your country. Go to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters in this station. Coats for Kids Cleveland has raised over $3.2 million and distributed over 500,000 coats in Northeast Ohio since opening in 1981. Our goal for 2013 is to obtain 25,000 new or gently used coats and raise $125,000 to purchase more coats. We need your help. Your gift of $100 will provide six new coats to children in need. Check out our website at coatsforkidscleveland.org for a list of collection locations or to make a donation. Coats for Kids Cleveland, helping to make every child feel warm this winter season. When Frank DeLorenzo returned home from Iraq, things did not go smoothly. DeLorenzo was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder and a traumatic brain injury. But DeLorenzo found an unusual solution, Sophie. Sophie is a pit bull rescued from the Cleveland Kennel. With proper training, Sophie can now remind DeLorenzo when to take his medication, wake him from his nightmares, and essentially watch his back. With all the success DeLorenzo had with Sophie, he decided to start Wax for Warriors, a nonprofit-based organization in Northeast Ohio started to help service men and women that have been affected by their combat experience. They work with local rescue organizations to match the veteran with an appropriate dog and provide all the training and support with no cost to the veteran. To find out how you can support Wax for Warriors, call 330-285-3941. Again, that number is 330-285-3941. The holiday season is fast approaching, and that means that the shopping frenzy will soon begin. During the holidays, we are often asked to keep in mind those who are less fortunate. All of us here at AllSportsCleveland.com would like to remind you to support charities like our friends at Toys for Tots. Toys for Tots is the official holiday charity brought to you by the United States Marine Corps. Their primary goal is to deliver, through a shiny new toy at Christmas, a message of hope to needy children that will motivate them to grow into responsible, productive, and patriotic citizens and community leaders. Toys for Tots will also accept monetary donations as well. This great tradition dates back to 1947 and is continuing to thrive throughout Northeast Ohio. 
If you or someone you know would like to make a difference in the lives of a young child during the 2013 holidays, please visit toysfortots.org to find where you can deposit your brand new toy or make a monetary donation. That's toysfortots.org. High school football lives here on allsportscleveland.com. Talk of the land. Valley View, Cleveland. Oh. And welcome back. Oh. And we're back here on So Watch the Catch. You saw me walking back from from you to come back in here. You still put us back on the air, didn't you, Chirk? You are silly. <laughs> Anyways, now that I'm back at my chair, we are back. Now we're back. We're back when I say we're back. Whatever um, you say. Yeah, at least, at least agree. Whatever you say, Kramer. We might need Chirk versus Kramer. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, let's, let's throw down. I got Kramer. I got Kramer. Kramer. I got Chirk. <laughs> <laughs> Keep hating. Keep hating. Okay, well, what I already... Chirk got me that throwing off. I already forgot Julio what we were talking Jones. about. Okay. Yeah, Julio Jones. So this story was kind of crazy, right? Not kind of, it was crazy. There was uh, the show, and I can't remember what show. Skip and Shannon Undisputed yeah. on Fox Sports 1. Thank you. Uh, Encyclopedia. That's the best what I was looking for. <laughs> um, Encyclopedia over there has me. But, yeah, he was on that. Encyclopedia. He was on that show, and what was interesting is our teacher actually used this to play. I don't think you were there, James, when he did this. No, but um, Jack John played a video for it of us. Of it for us, so that we could see like what not to do during mm-hmm. broadcasting. Yeah, and I saw this get panned on Twitter. Like, this is not what you do. And I saw uh, even an agent being like, "Yeah, uh, none of the people I represent are allowed to go on this program because of stuff like this." So basically, what happened is right in the middle of a segment. Supposedly, I mean that, that's how they portrayed it. Mm-hmm. That right in the middle of a segment, um, Shannon or was it? Yeah, it was, yeah, Shannon, it was Shannon, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp. Sharp uh, Picked up his cell phone and, and literally called Julio Jones, asking him, you know, are you are you going to be playing or with the Atlanta Falcons this year, or are you going to be traded? And he said, well, I'm, I want to play with the. I think he pretty much said, I'm not playing with the Falcons. Yeah, right? he did. I'm out of here. He yeah, said, he said, I'm, I'm out, out of here. But he also said, because then uh, Shannon went on to say something about like, do you want to go to Dallas? You don't want to go to Dallas because that's a trash can or something along right. those lines. And and he chimed in and agreed with that. And a big reason why he was doing that is because Skip Bayless is a big Dallas Cowboys fan. But then his, I'm sure his like floor producer was probably freaking out because the whole thing was, did Julio Jones even know he was on the air when that was happening? And I, I kind of wonder about the whole situation. I can't lie. Like it makes me think that they had probably talked about this like a week before. Um, and plan this out. Maybe not the producers. I don't think the producers know, but I feel like Shannon Sharp and Julio Jones knew what they were doing. So, do you think it was a work? I think so. You think it was a work like WWE style? Yeah. Yeah. I thought uh, he was playing a little bit. I think bit. it might have been a shoot. I feel like Shannon Sharp is, is somewhat of a professional, and he knows what to do and what not to do. Yeah, except he didn't go through like what we're going through. He it, came right from football. But yeah. he's he how long has he been doing so, these shows? Let me a long time, but I'll comment on that. They go through some sort of boot camp similar to school like this. Yeah. Granted, it's quicker, it's faster, it's not as uh, in depth. I wouldn't say in depth, but a, a lot of the things that we do that sometimes seem redundant, they don't do. So yeah. they do go through a broadcasting boot camp. I have listened to uh, Pat McAfee talk about going through it, 
and I've heard about Joe Thomas talk about it as well. Is that like ESPN specific or something? It's, it's specific for, for athletes who are making that transition gotcha. from playing going into television. So they do go through a, a boot camp of sorts. However, if your question is about the ethical side of it, that part may not be covered. I mean, maybe not, but I just feel like if you're doing the show for that long, you that you, you should know. He, they've been on the air since, I want to say, at least 2017. The answer is too long. That's how long they've been on the air. Too but, long. And real, to me, like in reality, the best training is doing it. Mm-hmm. And if they're doing it year after year, the, this situation's probably come up before. Like, he should know this isn't cool. You need to have people's consent when they're on the air. It's pretty basic. And let's let's be real here. Let's have a real conversation about Skip and Shannon for one second. Then we'll go back to Julio. That program on Fox Sports One has gotten horrible ratings ever since it was I created. It first take a couple times. No, it has never gotten even close. I've never that really was. listened to this show. So I watch it. it or watch it. Uh, do you do you want to? I think I've described it before, but it's it's two drunk guys in a bar. That's <laughs> what it is. It's, it's two drunk guys in a bar screaming at each other. Yes, but that's how you also have classified first take. I always liked... And someone it, who loves Tim Tebow and the Cowboys. I've always been into listening to the local station here, ESPN 850. Mm-hmm. I like local yeah. personalities that really know what's going on in, in Ohio. Yeah, I actually did an in- internship with Emmett and Jerome. Oh, oh, we know. Oh, we know. We know. <laughs> <laughs> You've told us before, Josh. Okay. But, you know what is surprising? Like, some of these, like, shows, like... I like even here, yeah, local local Cleveland shows sometimes do better, and even, like, some YouTubers, too. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the thing is that those people, they know the teams, they know the players, they know, like, the in-depth backstories. I mean, if, if you want to hear everything in the world about Tim Tebow, LeBron James, the Dallas Cowboys, and the New York Knicks, ESPN is the place for you. Mm-hmm. Okay? But if you actually want to hear about players or your teams that you care about... Objective. Literally go anywhere else. Yeah. But back to Julio Jones here, and do you think he's going to get traded? Because to the Browns. I to the no. Browns. So wait. So the reason I'm sorry, but real quick, let me throw this out there. The reason I even brought this to the table, and it, it actually had less to do with the phone call than it did with that itself. Because my thought is, how much does that even play in? Like, do you think at this point where the league's at? that a player's desire has any weight when it comes to what decision gets made. Think about, well, let me try and answer this in my own way. Think about what's happening with the whole Aaron Rodgers Green Bay situation, right? Yeah. He's trying to force his way, essentially, he's trying to get force his way out of Green Bay. Well, that's my point, though. Like, But do you think that that works? It depends on the individual. It depends on... Um, Depends on the team, depends on the situation. Because wow. Julio, Julio Jones is a great player, but I'm sure we can all agree that Julio Jones isn't Aaron Rodgers. Last player to do that was like Le'Veon Bell, right? So I was the, I was going to use the other one on the Steelers, the other one of the killer bees, Antonio, Antonio Brown. Oh, Antonio. Antonio Brown acted like a damn fool. Oh, and don't get me started on him. Okay, I won't, but that's the... <laughs> but, he did. But he acted like a fool, and he got himself traded to the Raiders, then subsequently got himself cut by the Raiders so he could... Sign with the Patriots. Sign with the Patriots. Now he's. We'll talk about it. Talk about him later. Again. The train of thought I go off on is like, okay, if you try to force somebody to play for you who doesn't want to play for you, are you going to get any production out of them? No. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Though, yeah, because, and I, I would think no more than yes. But when you look at some of the different situations, like uh, Nijoku for the Browns, right? Mm-hmm. 
he kind of had that situation last year where he for a while was saying he wanted to go somewhere else, and yeah. now this year he's happy where he's at yeah. because things have changed a little and bit. And we're winning. And the difference between the situation between Njoku and Julio Jones, besides money, which is what I'll get to, is that teams actually want to trade for Julio Jones. Nobody wants to trade for David. Right. True. I'm sorry. So, so he didn't have a trade market. Julio Jones does have one. But here's the problem that possibly trading Julio Jones brings up, is that he has $40 million of dead cap money, which means that the Falcons are on the hook for $40 million as they were trading him right now. That number goes down to 17 and a half next year, and two years from now, 7.75. There does, it doesn't make sense for them to trade them True. Right, right now. So, sure. To eat I, that money. I have so, an interesting question since you said both of those names. Will you trade Njoku for Julio Jones? No! And then, a couple first round picks then, for the Browns. Okay, so let me just address this. Would I want Julio on the Browns? Yes. But it depends on, like, how you get him here. On a bus. <laughs> Would you trade Odell along with that package? First of all, I, I won't, it doesn't matter what the package is or what it ends up. I'm not interested in bringing another receiver on to the Browns. Why we were because in trade? You know, I agree. I totally agree with they, James, honestly. They are, they are a running base team. Bringing more passing targets to make the team play in a style that they're not equipped to is not good team-building strategy. Even if you So take... I don't care if it's Julio Jones. Okay? Even if it was to, to get rid of all the players I don't like on the team. So it, they could trade <laughs> David Njoku, Rashard Higgins, Kareem Hunt, and... And, and he still wouldn't. And Matt Wilson. Baker for a second. And to get Julio Jones back... They would be changing the style and the strengths of the team, and well, that's where I would okay. not be That's exactly where I'm at. I feel like the way they have this team built right now, I want to see this team play. I like the way we have this team built right now. Yeah. Why why tweak it anymore? They tweaked it a little bit where it needed it, mm-hmm. but but nothing crazy. We yeah. don't need nothing I, crazy. I don't need to see Baker over there throwing 35 times a game. Yeah. 25, no, not at all. 25 yeah. to 30 at the high end is, is about it, but 25 is the sweet spot. What's wrong with I can't 35? wait till this season starts. Yeah. What's wrong with it? For him, that's too many throws. Yeah. Is that more interceptions he, is what you're saying? Definitely. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we, we saw it before with Freddie Kitchens, but uh, staying in the NFL – uh, more stadiums are going to be opening with more capacity yeah. and full capacity, possibly. Yeah, and uh, I was reading about the training camps, like how everyone can show up for free there. Uh, it's one one great experience to to be at the training camp, seeing the players and being able to see them without without any money, just being able to be part of the community. Back in like 2009, I had an apartment in Berea on Front Street that was right across the street from the Browns training facility. I used to go out there on my breaks and eat lunch and, and watch them. It's pretty cool to like, go down to train camp because like, you're with other fans and it's like you get to see what they do to prepare for games and like how they prepare for the season. It's really actually fascinating to watch. And there's a possibility of the Browns training camp start. They usually start they're, in June. They're starting like they're they're doing like a three phase off season program. I want to say they're in like but phase three. I don't want to say anything wrong. I just know that usually it's in June. But like he was saying, I know that there's some things changing this year because July twenty seventh. St- yeah, July twenty seventh. I knew it was going to be later because of the Corona stuff. Still, um, is affecting that. Yeah. Yeah. I ha- I have a story when I was in training camp when I was a little kid. I, w- I uh, met Jeff Garcia 
What, oh, were, you, was on the brown. You what were, were you training him? for? No, no, no. I was just, I was just there. Oh. My, uh, ah. with my family. Okay, I got gotcha you now. But you go to the training. Charlie, a new kicker. I was picturing little five-year-old Charlie in like full no, uniform. I was like eight years old, and I was like, "Hey, what's up, Jeff Garcia?" And he said, "Hey, back." And I was like, "Great moment." Unfortunately, he wasn't that great with the Browns, but. Oh, tell but, me about but, it. But but I don't think that was completely his fault. I think there was like some, like with system not letting him play his style, stuff like that. But anyways, it was great to see him. Yeah, I was one of the uh, the the dumb few that bought a Jeff Garcia jersey. So <laughs> yeah, I still got that hanging out in storage. Uh, so one thing I'll say about this phone call though, before we move on, is that if nothing else. And, and I'm sure this was intended. Julio Jones put that desire out there, so now he at least has that chance that somebody will call with that one right deal mm-hmm. right. that just tickles their fancy. But speaking of phone calls, do you know when we can we're going to be able to have phone calls on the show? I I don't. You're the producer, Kirk. Number one, you're the producer. Number two, this is the wrong group of people to ask that question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we don't know, but um, I think having well, stadium capacity. Full stadiums at capacity is going to make a huge difference to the games this season. It, it will, and it will for a lot of the teams that have uh, that have rookie quarterbacks last year. Yeah, because they were not dealing with the full volume, the full capacity, the full just experience and energy of stadium to bring. Like Justin Herbert was great last year, but he was playing in empty stadiums. What happens if Justin Herbert has to go to a you know uh, go to the black hole for the first time, and there's a whole bunch of crazy guys that are like accountants dressed up like Darth Vader and gorillas? <laughs> And wearing face paint, or the dog pound, or the dog pound for that matter. Yeah, but he's how's he going to handle that? He hasn't experienced that yet. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a that's a, a whole other topic that I'd like to get into because I really want to get into and we that. can do it right now because the thing is, um, now I got to wonder too though for the Browns right because that everybody that was looking for excuses last year about why the Browns were good that's what they kept using. Oh, they didn't have to play in front of anybody. I don't think that it's going to affect them so drastically that they'll be a completely different team, but but do you see that affecting the Browns? Uh, to a certain extent, yes, I do. But I will say, um, I went to a few of the Browns games last season. There there was a good number of fans at First Energy Stadium. It did not look like... The That's sta- what it looked like from the yeah, games. It did not... like. It did. It was not like uh, it didn't look empty. Is what I'm trying to say. You ever been to any NFL games, uh, mm-hmm. AJ? Been to a few. Uh, I've been to a couple. Yeah, when I was a kid, my my stepdad took me to a few Browns games, but this was like pre, um, you know, before Art Modell sold them. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to a Browns game since then. It's have, been a while. Have you guys been to any NFL games outside of Cleveland? Definitely not. No. Detroit and Miami. I've been to Miami and Pittsburgh. So, uh, with that, we're going to go to commercial. When we come back, we're going to be talking about some baseball because you know what? America's pastime will always be America's pastime. You know it. Yes, it will. I knew something had to give. I was overweight, I didn't exercise. And my doctor told me I would most likely develop diabetes if something didn't change. Fortunately, I joined a program that helped me make healthier choices, like eating better and being more active. The YMCA's Diabetes Prevention Program was a wake-up call that really changed my life. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention predict that one in three Americans could have diabetes by the year 2050. 
The WISE 12-month lifestyle modification program is part of the CDC's National Diabetes Prevention Program, where the goal is to prevent the onset of type 2 diabetes. For those who qualify, the program is covered through United Healthcare and Medicare. To find where the program is available in Ohio, visit ymca.net slash diabetes. Take control of your health. This message, sponsored by the Ohio Department of Health, aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Are you tired of renting, but the idea of owning a home seems unattainable? The Ohio Housing Finance Agency is here to help you realize the dream of home ownership with its 30-year fixed-rate mortgage loans, low interest rates, down payment assistance, and home buyer education designed to prepare you for your journey to home ownership. Visit OhioHome.org or call 888-362-6432 to learn more. That's 888-362-6432. This message is brought to you by the Ohio Housing Finance Agency and aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Frank De Lorenzo returned home from Iraq, things did not go smoothly. De Lorenzo was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder and a traumatic brain injury. But De Lorenzo found an unusual solution, Sophie. Sophie is a pit bull rescued from the Cleveland Kennel. With proper training, Sophie can now remind De Lorenzo when to take his medication, wake him from his nightmares, and essentially watch his back. With all the success De Lorenzo had with Sophie, he decided to start Wags for Warriors, a nonprofit-based organization in Northeast Ohio started to help service men and women that have been affected by their combat experience. They work with local rescue organizations to match the veteran with an appropriate dog and provide all the training and support with no cost to the veteran. To find out how you can support Wags for Warriors, call 330-285-3941. Again, that number is 330-285-3941. Time to face it. The Browns are actually good, and that means it's time for us to celebrate, which means no more time for gloom and doom sportscasters who go on for hours complaining. Time for a new kind of sports talk, and I know just the play. So, what's the catch? It's the sports talk show where you can come and get the real scoop from real fans. Join in as Bob, Kramer, Josh, AJ, James, and Charlie break down all the best topics from the week with a smile. On the Be On Air News Network every Wednesday from 2 p.m. And we are... Are you thinking about buying medicine online? A search for online pharmacies yields more than 20 million results. But which ones can you trust? Medicines bought from unlicensed online pharmacies can be dangerous. You may get a fake drug, your condition may get worse, or you may experience a bad reaction. Don't put your health at risk. To learn how to find an online pharmacy that's safe and legal, visit FDA.gov slash BeSafeRx. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. This is everyone's favorite season, Autumn, from Triple Threat, and you're listening to AllSportsCleveland.com, the home of the NEO Christmas Classic. For future generations, for all. So uh, we are back here on So What's the Catch? And before we get this baseball, we have some uh, some breaking news from a little while ago I missed. Uh, per source, the NFL and the NFL Players Association have agreed to a salary cap ceiling of $208.2 million for the 2022 season. If it gets there, that would be a 14% increase over the 2021 cap of 182.5. That is from Dan Graziano from ESPN. Uh, that's that's big. And so for a team like the Browns that has potential extensions on the table, that gives them flexibility. That's yeah. a pretty big so increase. So does that mean we're overpaying Baker? 
We're not talking about Baker. We're not talking about that. <laughs> is that no. what that means right there? No. 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 We had that topic a few weeks ago, Chair. Yeah. Move. I was joking. Moving yeah. on. Moving on. It's baseball time and uh, Dodgers Astros. So yeah. I like that. Uh, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Josh, take this one away. So. In 2017, the L.A. Dodgers and the Houston Astros met for the World Series. It turned out to be a classic. However, as you probably figured out, the Astros, well, they cheated. (laughs) I mean, yeah, really? Yeah. (laughs) Really? So now I call them the Houston Asterisks. They've been the Houston Asterisks. Yes, it's not. And and they're that, too. Yes. Yeah. I remember, man, I remember that series they played. Yeah, I remember specifically Game 5, 13 to 12 and 10. It was so obvious something was off. Yeah. Because it was, we were dominant that year in in pitching, you know, and in... You mean the Indians? Yes, the Indians had some dominant pitching, and then we came up against this team, and it was like everything just went to south. Except the Indians and Astros did not play each other in 2017. That was 2018, but they're still cheating the same way. Exactly. They've been cheating. That's that's yeah. my point. I, I never said a year. I said I remember that game. Yeah. So just it, wanted to clarify that. That's all. I never and, said and, a year. You know, encyclopedia. Encyclopedia over here. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, sorry, Dan. <laughs> I'm sorry. I get very detail oriented sometimes. I mean, you're right. It wasn't, but, se- but it wasn't that specific game. But I do. Every time I've seen them in a series, and it would have been 2018 that I'm specifically thinking of. Yes, that's what happens. Correct. And so the Dodgers Astros are playing. They played. They played one game already. Yes, they played one game already. So last year they played each other in a two-game series because Major League Baseball had to change the schedule to make everything regional because of the shortened season due to the pandemic. But this year they were scheduled to play each other. And this year they have we have full crowds in Houston, so everything was amplified. And uh, so what are your overall thoughts on the Dodgers and Astros playing each other again? Well, I'm just happy that the Dodgers spanked them 9-2. to two, So Yep. Yeah, that's one time I'm actually rooting for the Dodgers. And Trevor Bauer's pitching for them to... Okay, I'm no longer rooting for the Dodgers. I, will, I am not a Trevor Bauer fan. That was, former, that was a former Indian player, right? Yes. Yep, so but yeah. chewing tobacco on his... Yeah. yeah, he's also the one that got fired, like, right in the middle of a game. Oh, because he threw the ball over yeah. the... Yeah. Okay. But, but, but on this Astros thing, right, when I think about the Astros now, pretty much I, I think of them the same way I think of the, the Bill Belichick era, still Bill Belichick era Patriots. But, you know, Belichick, Brady, Patriots. Um, and, and it has that same stain on them now to yeah. where I'm never going to see them the same. Like, e- even now that Brady's left the Patriots, knowing Belichick's still there, anytime you play the Patriots in the NFL, you're expecting some, some silly stuff to yeah. happen. Is it? Now it's just like that for Houston. Is it bad that I called, that I, when Brady was with the Patriots, I would sometimes call New England the cheat Riots? Is that bad? I mean, it's just bad because it, it doesn't fit, really. Yeah. I mean, if you want to take a shot at the Patriots and you want to say that they're not as good as they are, wouldn't over Patriots be better? That is better. I no, like that. The Browns are better than Patriots. Coming through with the, the, the that's the, in the did, clinch. Did anybody else just hear this, this crazy take from Turk that the Browns are better than the Patriots? That's right now, yes. They are right now. 
Yeah, for for this upcoming season, yes. But they're playing the Dodgers and uh, Astros. Astros tonight. Astro, Dodgers Astros tonight. Trevor Bauer, Luis Garcia. Trevor Bauer has a one point nine eight ERA and a five and two record. Uh, pretty good. But speaking of people who have a black mark, because that's what I was just saying. That's somebody else who I look at differently ever since that game because he was so disrespectful that Terry Francona had to ship him out the next morning. That's not somebody I respect. Okay. So, Jose Altuve, he's somebody else I don't respect because he won the MVP with the Astros while they were in the midst of this cheating. And then, in 2019, he hits the game series winning home run off of Aroldis Chapman. He's coming around third base. The players want to, like, rip his jersey off because he just hit, like, a walk-off. And you would just see him, like, holding his jersey closed and, like, going, no, don't open, don't do that. I think it's because he had a buzzer under there that he didn't want people to see. That's the theory is that some of them were wearing buzzers. Yep. I don't know what a buzzer is. So it's, it would be something that, like, on, on him, they would be like, okay, it's a fastball, so it would, like, just vibrate real quick, be like, hey fastballs coming in different you know instead of using the trash can uh, they had a, be like hey fastballs coming and we got the sign it was swing. going back to what you said about like you could tell something was off they were also doing it in the 2017 ALCS when they played the Yankees in New York New York absolutely spanked them in all three games so that's another clear indication that something was off I keep going back to the page, and the reason is because I watched that uh, dark side. Uh, did anybody else see that dark side of the football? Uh, they're doing a, you know, the dark side yeah, of the yeah. ring. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. I'm well, they're doing a football one now, and I just saw the Belichick I one. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm interested. Is that the one they had the wide receiver diva thing? Yeah, it was the next yeah. episode was Bill Belichick. And, but it just, okay, so I keep going back to this comparison, because Bill Belichick's somebody who wasn't, I think, punished enough, and he kept doing it. So, was there a punishment handed down for this? Oh, yes, there was a major punishment. They were stripped of a first-round pick. Um, their their manager fine. got fired, but now he's managing the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> um, they, were not, they were not stripped of their World Series title, which I think is stupid. So, I guess my question is, because honestly, to me, that still sounds like a, a fairly slap on the wrist. But do you think like that, that gives them... A reason to start cheating again, or to keep cheating? Yeah, because that's that's a nothing punishment. Yeah, that's a that's a nothing punishment. Because the way I would have done it, when there's honestly, unfortunately, it's not a way to do it because of you know collective bargaining agreements. But the best way to do it would be to uh, fire the manager, general manager, like they did, like suspend them, resulting in the firing. But have a three-year window of they can't compete the postseason. Yeah, their regular, their regular season means nothing. But that's the kind of thing that'll make people stop doing this. Yeah, yeah. because that will result in team players not wanting to get traded there or sign there as a free agent. That's the way you impact someone yeah. from cheating. I taking like that idea. Pick, taking away a couple draft picks of guys that won't be in the major leagues for five years doesn't do anything. Right. And there's precedent for that when you think about how like NCAA does things. Um, that you know, when colleges mess up, they'll be taking a lot of postseason stuff from them. So I do think their postseason right. yeah, should they, be affected. They, they, colleges sometimes even take away championships I, and, and uh, accomplishments. Right. That happened with the do. Louisville Cardinals. I mean, the Rick uh, Pitino situation. That, that happened with uh, with uh, 
NBA with a bat, pro basketball Hall of Famer Chris Webber. I mean, the thing is, with with doing that, I understand the the gesture. That doesn't change the fact that the other team didn't win. So, the, the the team that won is no longer technically the champion that's getting recognized, but that doesn't make the other team the winner. I mean, you're right. I just want to see something a punishment that that deters it from happening again. Yeah. So. I feel like my idea does. Yeah, I love your. Idea. I love your idea. That's yeah, what I'm. Your with. idea is fantastic. That's what I'm saying. I think playoff, that the, the the playoff postseason eligibility should be affected by cheating. Right. So, do you, so by that logic, when the Patriots went through the whole Deflate Gate scandal, they shouldn't have been allowed to be in Super Bowl Fifty One. And think of how much that would have changed the you know the projection of the next couple seasons mm-hmm. think of how that would have you know like you said people wouldn't want to go to the patriots then um and they would have really had to have paid for that where right. instead of just that little slap on the wrist so getting to our next baseball story we've got the tampa bay rays they were on an 11 game winning streak and they ended up falling to the kansas city royals last night hmm. at uh tropicana field what the Rays are the defending American League champions. So, do you have their record by the chance? I can look, look it, it up. Because yeah, uh, they rattled off a, a pretty impressive one streak, which has got them in better uh, place. They're thirty and twenty, which is first place in the American League right now. All right. And how about the Royals? Uh, they are. They played fifty games. They played yeah. fifty games. Yeah, we've, we've moved well. in. We've the season. I know it's a long season, but also it can be quick. Yeah. Like quick. Parts of it go by when quick. It feels like start? April, and oh. end of April or beginning of April into March. I meant that's what I meant. Um, so they're thirty and twenty. They and the Royals are twenty. They're exactly at five hundred twenty-three and twenty-three. So I mean, it's not that huge a disparity, I guess. But any my my theory from seeing this is it just shows that in baseball. It's just like any game can. You never know. Yep, Te- teams can get hot for a minute, and they right. can just. Rattle off ten wins in a row. Sometimes. Yep. You always heard any given Sunday for football, but really it's any given day for baseball. It you could say, apply that same statement to any of to hockey, basketball, baseball, and football. Really. What about fishing? <laughs> what? Chirk. Every now and then, like I try to make sure you get to say something, <laughs> and, then, and then you say something like that. Okay. Can you so, take his microphone, please? <laughs> You know what Chirk is? Chirk is, ever see one see the South Park and they made fun of Family Guy? It'd be like, how did they oh, uh, yeah. just, the, you know, the thought balls and they just put yeah. them all together? That's Chirk. That, that's random or, thought, random thing. He's got dolphins in his brain just yeah. hitting balls. Or like, you know, have you seen the South Park episode where they're like, Simpsons did it? Is that the only reference we have? South Park? Those are two separate South Park references. Yeah. Same, I mean, those are two separate. But... <laughs> we love you, Church. Though what happened to the Kansas City Royals? Because they had their little run from 2014 in, to 2015, where they made it to back-to-back World Series, and now they're like back to a, being the middle of a road team. I've wondered that before. They're, they're, I, can, I can answer this. They're a small fran- small city franchise, and so I mean, so a lot of people complain about what the Indians have done over the past couple of years. They're trying to avoid bottoming out like the Royals did. I do understand that. So, the Royals did go all in, but at the same time, they realized that they had a choice to make with some of their players. So, guys like Eric Hosmer, Mike Moustakis, it's either re-sign them and, like, those are your guys, or you had to restart over, trade them, and just try and get everything back. 
instead of instead of being hogtied to somebody like the you know the corpse of Albert Pujols was in Los Angeles or how Mickey up there was doing in Detroit, they're like, it's better if we just shorten this up a little bit, realize we're gonna suck for a minute to get back. And that's what they're trying to do right now is get a little bit back because you know they have Andrew Benintendi, they have Carlos Santana, they, they, they are getting better. This is a, a, still an interesting mix of, te- of guys on the team. They're still not good. Whit Merrifield's decent. When, everyone's been trying to get Whit Merrifield out of Kansas City the past three years, and it's just like they're not going to trade him. So, Basically, in baseball, I, I'm sorry, you can go ahead, Josh Harris. So one quick thing, and I'll I'll let you. Yeah, mine's a little longer. Go. So they just hosted the Brewers. And that allowed Lorenzo Cain to come back to Kansas City, and he was a big part of their run in 2014 and 2015, so he got a standing ovation. I just wanted to point that out. All right, go encyclopedia. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I guess that's my nickname. That's your new nickname at this point. Yeah. Um, but I want, James, I want to see what you think of this thought. That What I thought when you just said that is basically if you're not – uh, a big money team. If you're a medium or smaller market team, yes. you basically have two decisions. Basically, you can either spread the pain out over a certain because you're going to spend. Say you spend the money to be good for a few seasons. Mm-hmm. After that, you have these two options: either you're going to veer off and spread that pain out like the Indians <laughs> are doing, mm-hmm. or you're going to bottom out like the Royals did. Yeah, and so the the uh, like like the Royals, the Indians went to the World Series. And they've been slowly kind of dismantling some of the guys on the team, but they've still been a good competitive team. So instead of becoming the Pittsburgh Pirates, they still want to be a good competitive franchise. And so I know a lot of you like to complain about that. And it's just like, well, you've seen bad Indians baseball before. Do you really want to go back to the days of Corbett Phelps and Jason Donald? So nobody does. Saying all that, with a, with a minute up against the break, what I, what I wanted to get to was do – you think the Indians should have played it differently, or do you think they played it right? I think they played it right. Yes and no. Yeah, I know. It's hard to answer it, it, that. It's a, it's a nuanced question yeah. that would take up an entire segment in itself. That's why I gave you one uh, minute. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes and no. We'll have that for a different day. And before we go into break, I just want to say that uh, Zach Plesak fractured his thumb after taking his jersey off a little bit too hard. Uh, he's out for the foreseeable future. And, uh, what a reason he, to get injured. He hasn't been that great this season anyways, but uh, Tristan McKenzie getting the spot start today against the Tigers in Detroit. They're going back to Columbus. So interesting to see how they shuffle the pitching staff upcoming for this uh, next series they got here. But we're going to head to the commercial. When we come back, we got some Browns discussions to talk about, including Marvin Wilson and Miles Garrett. Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. In history, I learned that I'm trapped. Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one In biology, I learned that I'm fat and stupid. And in math, I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today... The only thing I didn't learn today... The only thing I didn't learn... Is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Hey, there he is. How's it going? 
I'm having a stroke. Are you gonna shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. Or S, speech difficulty. Then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately, because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs. Face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Hello, and welcome to today's lottery drawing. Good luck. And here's today's winning numbers. First one up, it's not yours. Second one, not yours. And another number that's not yours. Okay, this is one number that's yours. It's a five, but you don't get any money for that. And the final number is not yours. Yep, so chances are you're not going to hit the lottery anytime soon. Don't get us wrong. The lottery can be fun every now and then. Just please don't rely on it for your future savings. How about this? Brew your own coffee at home instead of buying that latte every day. Brown bag it to work instead of ordering in. Ride your bike instead of buying all that gas. These changes alone can save you thousands a year. Thousands. Small changes today, big bucks tomorrow. Feed that piggy bank. Go to feedthepig.org for more free ideas on how to save. Feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. This is everyone's favorite season, Autumn, from Triple Threat, and you're listening to AllSportsCleveland.com, the home of the NEL Christmas Classic. Hello, and welcome back to the second hour of So What's the Catch? And we got a couple Browns topics I wanted to dig into on this side of the break, because this is Brownstown, right? Yeah. Of course. Um, I I saw this story yesterday, and it got me to thinking about a few things, where Andrew Billings who opted out from playing last year due to COVID, was doing an interview. And he was saying that there was a lot of times throughout last year where he regretted that, especially with how the Browns did last year. Yes. But he said one time that really cemented it for him why he did it was seeing Miles Garrett and what he went through, mm-hmm. which brought back to me the PTSD of, of going through that because, man, that not only was it rough, you know, having him out for a couple weeks, that's mm-hmm. expected. But then after he came back, he was so affected by that. Yeah, it was it was easy to tell, right? A hundred percent. You could tell he didn't have the same explosiveness. He didn't have the same like get off. Like the the one area I was mostly focused on was stamina. His stamina was shot. And he is an asthmatic. He he has asthma, which um, Andrew Billings does too. So he mentions in this article like. That's why it affected me so much because it, it would have hit me like that too. But um, didn't Miles say something about not wanting to play football that long? Yeah, I I didn't know that. Rob talked about like a couple weeks ago. He said he planned to retire after his contract. I'm not gonna lie, that's a good idea. Really, if you're if you're a decent, I feel like if you're a decent player in the NFL, your best chance is to do a couple years, take your money, and go. But yeah, I, for, as a Browns fan, I don't yeah. want to see that. What? He making money off sponsorship too. So. Yeah. The only thing I would say is, if he's going to do that, 
hopefully he goes back to school to finish his degree. You in school? Yeah, well, he's going to go, like, dig up dinosaurs or something, so. <laughs> or start an anime collection. He's really big in oh, anime. Yeah. That, too. Or, or museum, I know. What is that? Or, no, we're talking about Billings. Well, well kind of both. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a, a, a both conversation. But, you know, seeing um, the way that things unfolded, you know, Andrew Billings was very, this is what he was right of, was, well, the weird thing with Andrew Billings was he had he was brand new to the Browns last year. Yeah, um, he had just signed a, a one-year deal for a you know three point five mil guaranteed. So usually, like you, that's somebody you want to see come out explosively and and like okay, now I understand why they got that contract. So it had to have been hard for him to have taken that year off. Yeah, especially like you said, when you only get a one-year contract and like because generally with a one-year contract, it's like. Okay, you have to earn the right to be here next year. Exactly. There were five Browns players altogether that opted out, though, so that could have helped him make that decision, knowing yeah. that he wasn't the only one. He's only 26, so he's, you know, he's not old, not young. Mm-hmm. He could still be an effective player. Um, It's different for every sport. But yeah, it's different for every sport. I agree with you there, Kramer. I just keep thinking back to Miles Garrett and like you could like you were saying, right, you could tell he was affected, but not only that, but you could tell like with his breath because he was such the those explosive plays, that's what he was known for. Yes. When he wasn't able to catch his breath, it was over for him. And it, that carried into the postseason. So it, the other thing I think is if that hadn't happened, would that have made the difference to, to catapult us that much further? Maybe. And it's one of those things where, you know, if that hadn't happened, maybe something else would have happened. Right. There, the, you never know. Yeah. But I mean, there are so many factors. Yeah, it, it's, it's silly kind of to go back and look, the, but that's what we get paid to do in theory. So Yeah. The, uh, what I come back to is, does a healthy Miles Garrett make up for a trash can secondary, and that's no. No, no, he like, doesn't. But I feel like he gave us a better shot. He gives a better shot for sure. But I mean, Sandejo. Yeah. Like, does it help you? Does it help you, Miles Garrett? Like, you know, slow make down. up for Andrew Sandejo. Does it help you, Miles Garrett? Slow down Tyreek Kill or Travis Kelsey? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say no. I have an interesting question. Do you think uh, Garrett would play better safety than Sandejo? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say yes, and I would also say you'd probably be a better kicker than Cody Parkey. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Billings did. Uh, Billings got vaccinated, so he's ready to play this year. Um, uh, do you think this dude? I, I don't know this player real well. Do you think he's going to be a factor? I don't all? really know anything about him too much, so I, I can't abs- really comment. I absolutely do think he'll be a factor. I mean, you got to look and think about Sheldon Richardson's gone, so is Larry Ogunjobi. You got to look at the center of that defense. That's Jordan Elliott. That is now Andrew Billings, and now someone else we're going to be talking about in a second. That'd be Marvin Wilson. Um, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty good group. Oh, I almost forgot Tommy Togiai. Tommy Togiai and in that Malik Jackson. And Malik Jackson. So and Jadavian Clowney. Clowney's an end. Oh yeah, you're right. Clowney's an end. End slash linebacker hybrid. He's a linebacker in a three four. Yeah. So they, they might they might stick him up as an end. They can look like that false three four, but it's really a four three. Uh, but I think Andrew Billings will be an impact player 
for this team. He he was a good player in Cincinnati with the Bengals prior, and I I, I don't know how much getting back into football shape is going to be for him, or how much difficulty he's going to have getting there. But well, that that kind of leads into another question: which do you see Miles Garrett coming back? Do you think he's had enough time? And, and you know, it's hard for you to say. I'm sure you're not a doctor, but no. No. just off the top of your head, are you are you expecting to see an explosive Miles Garrett again this year? I would think so. And I would. That's that's my answer. Uh, I'm gonna say yes. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna say, say yes. I'm gonna say explosive, but like mitigated. It'll be it'll explosive be interesting. Type B. I don't know. I feel like, like uh, he'll be explosive, but he will be able to control it, like. Not every play is going to be as explosive as it should be. It's going to be interesting to see if there is any long-term effects. So, And if there are long-term effects that could, uh, not, not to get too bad, down to a different topic, but that could uh, prove to be problematic for his contract extension he signed. Yeah, he, true. Yeah. Well, th- so th- that's looking at those guys. We also have another player who I believe didn't play last year. Uh, did he play last year at all? Martin Wilson? Yeah. Don't think so. Yeah, um, I don't think so. But they signed him as a undrafted free agent. I remember when he got signed because I, I, there was some excitement around this guy. Yeah, he played at Florida State. That's all I know. I, you know, when I, when this guy got signed, I actually kept thinking they said Mac Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really happy, and then I'm like, oh, I don't know who this guy is. But the question being asked around the locker room right now is: Marvin Wilson is he a boomer a bust? What do you think? I can't really answer that question right now because I haven't seen him play because Florida State has fallen off a cliff. So I, I haven't really paid attention to them much. So And it was a knee injury that took him out last year. He, he played six games last season. Yeah. Okay. And in those games he had five sacks and 44 tackles. I want to give you an answer, but I just I can't right now because I don't. I haven't seen him play. The thing with Martin Wilson is is that there's literally no pressure on him from the Browns' standpoint. Uh, they signed him as an undrafted free agent. He's a highly regarded undrafted free agent, which is why they prioritized him and went out of their way to like make sure that they got him. Um, yeah, that, that that's a good position to be in, I feel like, yeah. an, an undrafted free agent. So there's not really a whole lot of pressure on him to be like a first-round pick, expect a, a lot of production out of him. But I think in some sort of rotation, he could be uh, someone beyond um, just the normal filling guys that they have at the, on the depth chart. Fan side is where I grabbed this article, and, and the dude who wrote it, I thought it was interesting. He kind of um, summed it up by saying that he thinks his the success for this player is going to be determined by the success of everybody around him, because that's true for most people. Yeah. Um, and but also it's going to be up to him getting back into his 2019 shape, which is going to mean increasing game speed, losing weight, and regaining violence at the point of attack. So he's uh-huh. got a lot to work on before yeah. he'll be a uh, impact player again for the Browns. The only ACC team that's of note in terms of college football is Clemson. Right on. And why do you say that? Because they're the only team that's relevant in that conference. Because. Notre Dame's not really in that conference. They're they're just kind of there. You just managed to make so many people angry <laughs> without even realizing it. You just you just said Notre Dame isn't like No. No 
Notre Dame is traditionally an independent school. They're not usually in a conference. No, I know what you're saying, but it was almost like you kind of said, uh, we should just ignore Notre Dame. No, we should not ignore the Fighting Irish. They did make the playoff last year. That's what. I, that's my thought. Is I've always felt like they were, and and this just got way off topic, but yeah. I always felt like uh, they were something to be messed with. I, I mean, there's there's one team in the ACC that's always going to be an attraction. It doesn't matter how good or how bad they are, but they will always be relevant. And that is the U. Oh yeah, the you know. U will always be relevant. University of Miami. Yep. Let's go. Why do you say that? Because it's the U. <laughs> and also, you have Duke and North Carolina. That rivalry will never die. Not in football. Who cares? Not to do a Mike Francesa impression, but who cares? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll do my Stephen A. I do not care. <laughs> All right. Valid. Valid. All right. Well, we're going to hit another commercial break. That's what we'll do. Because I think we've done the dominant. I just wanted to interject one thing. You sure. are the producer, Churn. <laughs> I'm not in there. <laughs> if you want to call us, call us at 216-856-6630. Does that your personal number? No, no. This that is, is a, a call number. This is the oh. caller ID number. Does that even work? Does that work? I believe it does. Let's find out. So what's, what's that number again? 3-0. This is radio right. on the fly, people. All right. Yeah, buddy. Right. Call in 216-586-6630. See if this thing works. I, don't, I will argue with you. We will all <laughs> argue with you. If, right. if you are listening, please call this number. Yep. Yeah, but we're going to be going on a quick commercial break, so we'll be testing out during the break. Are you thinking about buying medicine online? A search for online pharmacies yields more than 20 million results. But which ones can you trust? Medicines bought from unlicensed online pharmacies can be dangerous. You may get a fake drug, your condition may get worse, or you may experience a bad reaction. Don't put your health at risk. To learn how to find an online pharmacy that's safe and legal, visit FDA.gov slash BeSafeRx. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you can donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free, and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-778-1489. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It will be towed away for free, and you'll be supporting those that need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now. Call 1-800-778-1489. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get a free vacation voucher for donating. Call now, 1-800-778-1489. That's 
1489. Are you tired of renting, but the idea of owning a home seems unattainable? The Ohio Housing Finance Agency is here to help you realize the dream of home ownership with its 30-year fixed-rate mortgage loans, low interest rates, down payment assistance, and home buyer education designed to prepare you for your journey to home ownership. Visit OhioHome.org or call 888-362-6432 to learn more. That's 888-362-6432. This message is brought to you by the Ohio Housing Finance Agency and aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hello, everyone, and welcome into opening day coverage. If you trade $10 to get almost $10,000 in gift cards redeemable at hundreds of places around town, of course you would. And how incredible would it be if a portion of that $10 was used to support some amazing nonprofits? Nonprofits like Awakening Angels, Beautiful Faces, Easter Seals, these nonprofits, and more. You get to save money and nurture your community. Join us today at UniteThisCity.com and embrace what makes our community different. Go! Wags for Warriors is a nonprofit-based organization in Northeast Ohio started to help service men and women that have been affected by their combat experience. Wags for Warriors works with local rescue organizations to match veterans with an appropriate dog and provide all the training and support for the dog at no cost to the veteran. Follow us on Facebook for event information or call us at 330-285-3941. And remember, the war may be over for them, but the battle has just begun. Welcome you live here at a living color and right on cue here at Bastet Brewery, Baker Mayfield, is honest. Would you trade $10 to get almost $10,000 in gift cards redeemable at hundreds of places around town? Of course you would. And how incredible would it be if a portion of that $10 was used to support some amazing nonprofits? Nonprofits like Awakening Angels, Beautiful Faces, Easter Seals, these nonprofits, and more. You get to save money and nurture your community. Join us today at UniteThisCity.com and embrace what makes our community different. County Captains Baseball. Isaac scores and the captains walk it off on opening night. We are the talk of the land. AllSportsCleveland.com. Valley View, Cleveland. Welcome to Triple. Hello and welcome back, not to whatever show that was, but to So What's the Catch. Not bad. And, Chirk, not not only that, but did you test the phone during the break? I did not see any, <laughs> see any OH flashing button, so it didn't seem, it doesn't seem like it works right now. Uh, okay, well, we'll figure I out some point, but during the break. we'll figure out some point, but we are going to start off with my new favorite segment, the Random Cleveland Athlete of the Week, and phones down because Google is not allowed, because you know why? Googling is cheating. Uh, it's down. Oh, I got it down. Oh, so we're not going to be the Houston Astros or the New England Patriots. Correct. Why not? All right. We'll start off with his birth date. He was born on June 2nd, 1976. Any guesses? 76. 1976, June 2nd? No. No. Okay. Not yet. Sport? She lit off a bit. I'll, I'll make him a bow. I'll go with sport. I don't know if anyone knew birth dates, but apparently no. It's about uh, 45 years old. <laughs> All right, so he was a basketball player for your Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. 45-year-old Cav basketball player. Probably the, retired by this point, then. The Cavaliers were not his first team. Oh. What team were they? Hmm. Going to get there in a second. What? He attended college at 
Richard Jefferson. Eastern Michigan. Nope. Uh, uh, Eastern Michigan. Ricky Davis? It's not Ricky Davis. He went undrafted in the 1998 NBA draft. Eastern mm. Michigan. Was he a pretty well-known player? You sure we can't use Google? No Google. <laughs> no Google. I definitely would have solved this with Google. Uh, Who? Brad Miller. It is not Brad Miller. Um, when was his last game? His last game was in 2012. That's a good question. 2012? First game was in 1998. He was 98 till 2012. Trahan Landon. It is not Landon. And he played with us when? You said we weren't his first team. Yeah, you can't for, look it up. I'm not, I'm not Google. I'm he, not played for, he played for, let's see, 10 teams total. Shaquille ah. O'Neal. Flip Murray. It's not Flip Murray. It's not Shaquille O'Neal. Baron Davis. It is not Baron Davis. He went to UCLA. I'm just trying to think. So 2012, this this would have been, is that before or after the first LeBron trade? That is after. Okay, so that's after the first LeBron trade. But here's the key factor. He played before the first LeBron era. So did he play with LeBron? He did not play with LeBron. Okay, never played with LeBron. Oh, never played with LeBron. He did so, not play with LeBron. So that immediately takes Larry Hughes out. He had a nickname. Andre Miller. It's not Andre Miller. Did he have a nickname? This is a tougher one. According to this, no. Okay. Players that didn't play with LeBron, Jamoria Moob. What position did he play? He was a point guard, and he was born in Cleveland, Ohio. He went Ooh. to Cleveland Central Catholic. Earl Boykins. There we go. Thank God. Earl Boykins. It took us a while, but we got there. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Michigan, I'm like, wait. I know somebody that wants to eat you. Oh, okay. That was a good one. That was good, right? I like yeah. Does it feel good when you actually get the answer? Yeah. When you don't use Google? It did. Cause I, nice I, job, AJ. I only remember that, like, when he said Cleveland Central Catholic, I'm like, wait, I went there my freshman year of high school. His jersey was, like, right there on the wall as soon as you walked into the gym. I'm like, okay, that click. We'll definitely be doing that every week. <laughs> All right. I like right. that. I love that. You should have said height. I probably would have got it right that's, there. That's why I didn't go with height. If I would have told you it was five foot five, then we're going to Earl Boykins. <laughs> I thought he would have said Muggsy Bowles. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he might have got Muggsy Bowles. Okay. But for our next segment, Antonio Brown. He has re-signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We were talking about him earlier and how he's had a lot of drama. Uh, not going to go through the full list of all his... Uh, Run-ins. Yeah, we don't, we only have like another hour. I know. <laughs> Go trying to list all of his, you know, crimes and misdemeanors and everything would probably take at least three hours. So okay, AB does what AB wants to do. So I'm not even going to talk about AB. But but when I hear this, what I'm wondering is what are the Buccaneers thinking? Like why? <laughs> to me, this is okay. So uh, the answer is. Hopefully they hope to get production out of them, right? But right. you're not going to is what I'm saying. I I think this is more of a Brady move, honestly. This, this, uh, is, this is a Brady move. It's a make Tom Brady happy move. Yeah. Because, I mean, then that makes sense. Because Brady, before uh, A.B. was cut by the Patriots, he was playing with who? Tom Brady. True. So, Tom, you got to think pretty much Tom Brady gets what Tom Brady wants at yes. this point. Yeah, that's why he went to Tampa in the first place. So... so I will admit this about Tom Brady. I was not willing to give him the GOAT status during his 20-year career in New England. I was How dare you? I was <laughs> trying to find every... Luckily, it's not yours to give. Yeah. I was trying to 
find every excuse not to. But as soon as I saw him lead the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the Super Bowl I and defeat Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, I said, okay, he's done it. He's convinced me Tom Brady is the GOAT. But is there still an asterisk behind some of his wins? Yes. Well, there's a there's an asterisk with even any Pats players, and we talked about no. why earlier. I think even the Bucks won a lot of players' championships. So you, so Turk, are you hereby accusing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of cheating? It's possible. Here's what I wonder. Okay, it's and it, it's still it's this is still loosely, very loosely related because okay, um, Tom Brady plays for the Buccaneers. And Tom Brady used to pay for the Patriots, and I just watched that Bill Belichick dark side of the ring, so that's all I can think about. Okay, you say you're you, now that Tom Brady has gone to Tampa Bay and won, you respect him more. If Bill Belichick wins with a different quarterback than Tom Brady, does that mean you respect him at that point as well? Sure. All right. Sure. Fair it, enough. It's just. As because of what we were saying earlier, all the cheating stuff and deflate game, the two spy gates that the Patriots were involved in, I didn't want to give Tom Brady the recognition. I just did it. I still won't give either of them. Uh, or no, no, I can't say that because Tom Brady is a goat. But uh, Bill Belichick, I will not give him respect or recognition at any point. What about Bruce Arians? Okay, I'm pushing back on the Bill Belichick one. Okay, fair he, enough. Okay, he's the greatest coach of all time. That man knows the rule book of the NFL back and forward better than anyone, which it. is why people get so mad when he finds some loophole to exploit. They're like, oh, he's cheating. No, he just knows the rules better than everybody else. Knowing the rules better isn't cheating. So, do you think, I respectfully do you, disagree. Chirk, go ahead. Do you think... James, do you think Belichick's better than Land than Landry, than Lombardi, than uh, Shula? Would you put him over that? And Church's what, getting towards what, what I think what, I'm what, saying. What did I just call Bill Belichick the greatest coach of all so, time? So, so yes. they they, yes. they got to this they got to this in this documentary, right? Yeah. And it, it comes to a question really at this point: where do you think how you got those wins matter? Yes. All right. I do. And and basically, and I, I do you agree that what you're saying is you don't think it matters how he got those wins or or if he bent the rules as long as he didn't 100% break them or lose. So the way I'll, I'll answer this question is, um, and then I would like to take a crack at it, but is, I'll let you go if, first. If, if you really don't think every team isn't out there cheating all the time, I got bad news for you. Um, they are. Santa Claus also isn't real. Okay. <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You just burst so, my bubble. The, I so look at Bill Belichick the, though, and I compare him to somebody like Kevin Stefanski, who's trying to build up a culture in a town that was dead, you know, from from the from the dust, and he's trying to do it in my eyes the right way. Okay. Okay. And Bill Belichick didn't do things the right way. And what is the right way? Um, you know, it's not easy to say, like, this is the right way, but, but what Bill Belichick did is not. So, I want to push back on you saying uh, Belichick's the greatest, which I'll give him top five. But top five? <laughs> I'll give him top three, but top, I'm just not Top five, great. top three. Top two and not two. But, Thank but, you. Thank you. But, he, I'm not putting him over Shula. When Don Shula led... The only perfect 
season in NFL history. I still say my thought is just that morals matter. How you do things still matter. And you're, okay, you push back on that saying everybody cheats. Mm -hmm. I disagree again respectfully that I don't think Kevin Stefanski is willing to push the rules as much as Bill Belichick pushed the rules. I have a feeling there's a lot more rules he pushed that you don't realize. I mean, maybe there is. In response to you not calling Bill Belichick the greatest coach of all time, I have three words for you. Are you ready? Count the rings. I I have a question for you. Rings don't always matter, though. What's what's your question, Chuck? I wanted to ask you, do you think even Hugh Jackson and uh, um, Freddie Kitchens both cheated? Yes. Yes, 100%. Yeah. yeah, you can cheat and still be bad. Yeah, you can cheat. The Browns did it for two decades. Yep, I did it in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you can cheat and still suck. I mean, does, did everybody forget Ray Farmer texting down to the sideline? That happened. That was a. Does thing. anybody yeah. remember when the Falcons like cheated by pumping in crowd noise when they already had fans? So you said the rings don't always matter. When you're a coach, the rings matter. That's how you describe. Greatest coaches of all time. How many rings do you have? Greatest coach. If you're talking about players, that's a different discussion. But coach, he's got six rings. That's more than a lot of other franchises have in their history. Yes, but again... Six rings and probably six that's, scandals. That's, that's six rings just as a head coach. It's not counting the rings he won with the Giants beforehand as the defensive coordinator. And possibly a scandal on Bruce, too. Yes, but again, did he lead a perfect season? No. Doing something one time does not make something somebody better than the entire history. How many other Super Bowls did Don Shula win? Two. Or one. So he won one Super Bowl. Two, actually, because the Dolphins won the Super Bowl yeah. the next year. Oh, they did? I'm pretty sure. I, I think Bruce Belichick's a good coach. Bill, Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Who's it's been a long day. I think Who's uh, Bruce Bel- Belichick? You, you are. Okay. I think uh, Belichick's a good coach, but I'm not even going to use first names anymore. I yeah. think Belichick's a good coach, but um, I just wouldn't be able to rank him number one. You're right there. That's where yeah, I'm even at. 1970, the Dolphins went back-to-back in 72 and 73. Groovy for them. Yes. We got Joshopedia right there. Yeah, old yeah. encyclopedia here. Sh- should I take that as a compliment or an insult? Both. You should take Both. an encyclopedia to the face. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's the beginning of the week. Biodome. Ever see Biodome? Uh, I have not. With Polly Shore? I, I remember, I remember okay. it, but I've never seen I heard that was like the worst Polly Shore movie ever, and that's saying a lot. Uh, I don't know about that, man. I like Encino, man. I love me some Encino Man. How about some uh, some jury duty, son-in-law? Hey, do you guys even know like anything we're talking about right now? No, no one no. show you said right there. Uh, All right. I think we definitely just proved an age gap on this show. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Wait, repeat the shows again? Uh, the movies were Encino Man, Biodome. I know Encino Man. Jury Duty, Son-in-Law, In the Army Now. I forgot that one. Yeah, definitely. Out of all of them, the ones that people probably would know best is Encino Man. Yeah, because that one had Brendan Fraser and uh, the guy who played the, uh, Sean Astin. But, but but I liked Pauly Shore. I thought he was honestly kind of funny. I found Pauly Shore entertaining, but I mean that's that's our age group, so that's that's early '90s, mid '90s. So I'll put this to anybody watching this after I post it up on Facebook. Drop in the comments what you think about Pauly Shore. Again, we're, we are a sports show. I'm pretty sure, but uh, yes, I, I want to know what people think. If if anybody out there listening remembers Pauly Shore, yeah, and uh, we're gonna take a quick break here and. 
Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Kwame Brown and him just going off. So, you know, we'll be back on the other side of this commercial. See What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you can donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free, and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-778-1489. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It will be towed away for free, and you'll be supporting those that need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car. And as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now. Call 1-800-778-1489. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get a free vacation voucher for donating. Call now, 1-800-778-1489. That's 1-800-778-1489. Wax Warriors is a nonprofit-based organization in Northeast Ohio started to help service men and women that have been affected by their combat experience. Wax for Warriors works with local rescue organizations to match veterans with an appropriate dog and provide all the training and support for the dog at no cost to the veteran. Follow us on Facebook for event information or call us at 330-285-3941. And remember, the war may be over for them, but the battle has just begun. Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. In the gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. In history, I learned that I'm trapped. Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one In biology, I learned that I'm fat and stupid. And in math, I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today? The only thing I didn't learn today? The only thing I didn't learn? is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. This is a guided meditation on parenting. Take this time to breathe deeply and close your eyes. Right now, you're completely in control. Unlike the time you and your son played basketball and you attempted to slam dunk. Or when you tried removing those raccoons from the basement. Concentrate on the soothing sound of my voice. Release the memory of when you wrestled with that beehive in your son's treehouse. Let go of the time you thought that skunk was a cat. Or when you pulled into the garage with your son's bike on top of the car. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. You're listening to the flagship home of Lake County Captains Baseball. Isaac scores, and the captains walk it off on opening night. We are the talk of the land. AllSportsCleveland.com. Valley View, Cleveland. Hi, right, buddies. But uh, <laughs> real, 
real quick, and, and I've been doing this all day. It's been a long day for me. I ran three shows today, and I'm getting off topic one more time, so you can blame me for this in the comments. Oh, but okay. um, apparently Pauly Shore was in the wash, yeah. and, and I didn't know this, right? And Wait, AJ said it, and I, I had to go look this up. Are you talking about the movie with Snoop Dogg and Dr. Yes, Dre? the yes. movie with yes, and Tommy that. Chong. <laughs> I love that. Tommy Chong. So I go to look this dude up in this movie, and first of all, Pauly Shore was... He played Man in Trunk, which is <laughs> yes, I remember that. the greatest like, character name ever. When they were like just in the the trunk during the car wash, and they, I do remember that with and the mafia, then, with the mafia dudes. The other thing I need to get to real quick is I, I don't like I I think I saw this movie a long time ago, but now I'm lo- looking through the stars. Angela Cuomo, <laughs> Dr. Dre, Bruce Bruce, Shaquille O'Neal, Ludacris, Exhibit Exhibit Chong. Lamont Brady, Corrupt, Pauly Shore. What? This is like the super movie. Eminem, this is like a they super got movie. from GTA. I'm going to have to go they home. They have Franklin actually in the game. Do There's an play? actress who played somebody called Vicky, and her name, her actual real name is Truth Hurts. Huh. Let me see that, please. Uh, that was, played she Vicky. Was, she was like an R&B singer wow. in the 90s. Huh. Okay. That's so, interesting. All right, so back on topic, uh, after I got us back off topic with that Pauly Shore uh, comeback there. Uh, so uh, Kwame Brown is in the news, and he, he's, he's, he's not happy. a little bit. He's yeah. not really happy, but I don't play him. Talk about it, Chirk. Yeah, he's ca- he's going berserk on everybody. <laughs> so is he the berserker of the week? He, he is the berserker of the week. All right, berserker uh, of the week. Brown Very literal. The ding, ding. of the week. Kwame Brown went off on everyone. We talked about Skip and Shannon earlier. He went off on them. He went off on Stephen A. Went off on Stephen Jackson, Matt Barnes with all the smoke. Rachel Nichols. He ba- everyone besides Jalen Rose. Who did he go him. off on Charlemagne the he God? He did go on off on Charlemagne the God. The whole the whole Breakfast Club. He went off. Because when I look up Kwame Brown, that's the first thing that came up. Charlemagne the God apologizes to Kwame Brown for causing pain. Yeah, and uh, Kwame is dishing out what he calls his mama's cooking in his uh, in his <laughs> in his in his. Uh, his live videos just basically talking about just the reality of how the sports media works. And I was wondering, that from what I, I perceive, that's what he's doing, but I was wondering what are your guys' thoughts on this? And also he talks about being a bust and like how just making an NBA, you already made it. He bought like land for his mom. He, he's invested money into a lot of different things. And he's talked about how being called a bust all the time. It's just like he doesn't think that's true, and I was wondering what are your guys' thoughts? So I think he's been unfairly treated from the beginning um, because he was the number one overall pick by Michael Jordan at the time with the Wizards. There was all these, uh, I guess, higher expectations for Kwame Brown because he was handpicked by Michael Jordan, yeah. that he was supposed to be coming and be like the savior of the franchise, and he was a little underwhelming. Yeah. Um, he had some stunted growth. Uh, at one point, you know, he did have some signs of growth as a player, going from four and a half points in his, as a rookie to seven point four to ten point nine in his third season. That was the only year he averaged uh, over ten points a game. But I understand numbers aren't everything, and you could see that sometimes when he was playing. But he got really just kind of handicapped from the beginning here. Uh, did he have some kind of beef with Stephen Jackson? Uh, I don't know if they do now, but they did with that whole uh, All the Smoke podcast did because of the fact when they like talked about the trade for Paul Gasol, 
and they brought up uh, Marc Gasol and the GM brought in Kwame Brown. They're like, nope, 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 just Marc Gasol. We it's, don't bring up Kwame Brown's name. He had to have said... He had to have said something because uh, yeah. Stephen Jackson just uh, posted on Twitter, it looks like, uh, I'm back in ATL, pull up, bring as many people you want to feel safe. I need to look you in your eyes, big guy. <laughs> so that's a call out. So it looks like there could be a box. Stephen Jackson is and with he calls all the Matt smoke. Barnes, Becky with the good hair. <laughs> so I'm looking at um, Kwame Brown's career, and it looks like his best season in terms of points was in 2005 no 2003 with the Wizards when he averaged about 11 points per game uh, I'll get my little spill on it um, I would say yeah he's did good things like outside of basketball like buying the stuff for his mom investing but when it comes to like the basketball aspect he yeah he was a bust uh, but I feel what James kind of said like he was stunted a little bit he had Michael Jordan for his first half of his career then play with Kobe. Like those, those are two people that aren't going to take a lot of stuff no. from you as from a, as a teammate. They want you to like perform at a high level every night because they're going to. When I was doing some more research about Kwame Brown, I found out that the Wizards were going to draft him and plans to trade him to get Elton Brand. That didn't end up happening. It was the Bulls trading him for Tyson Chandler instead. But that was the original plan was to get Elton Brand, not Kwame Brown. Huh? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So, closed your computer. The last time uh, Kwame Brown played a game was in 2012, 2013. You know how old he was in that season? 30? 28. 30. Sure, you got it. 30. He was 30 years old. And it felt like he played forever and he was just kind of bad forever. Yeah. Yeah. The fact he was only 30 in his last year that he played is kind of amazing. And that makes me understand this entire story a little bit, honestly, because... I was wondering how long has it been, and if it's been eight, nine years, and you're still hearing about how you were a bust, I get why you're frustrated. I mean, yeah, he's got a cha- his YouTube channel. He named Kwame Brown's Bust Life, just even like taking the name. And well, then it feels like he's kind of playing into it. Yeah, you know, he then is. He is. They, so it sounds like he's being a little bit hypocritical. Yeah, that's kind I mean, of. I, I think there's a balance here. Is that it's it's one thing when. Best basketball player. Like, he wasn't. He wasn't good. I think he, he understands he's a bust. What he doesn't want, and I understand why, is everyone piling on on him because it's like, yeah, I, I get it. I wasn't as good as I th- that everyone yeah. thought I was going to be. I was technically a bust. Just th- you don't need to pile on on top of the right. after and be like, oh, Kwame Brown sucks. He's awful. Can we invite Kwame is. in the podcast? No. I can get it that you wouldn't want to be known your entire life as just that guy who was a bust. At, like every time a high level prospect enters the NBA, is either is he going to end up like Kwame or is he going to end up like LeBron? Like those are like the two comparisons. Yeah, true. Not, those not are the two extremes. Because yeah. like people like Greg Oden, I, I don't say he was a bust. He just had really bad injuries. Yeah, I was going to bring up uh, Greg Oden. Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins. He's all right. Parker Jabari Parker would also be. Amazing. What is your obsession with Andrew Wiggins? <laughs> yeah, you seem to have a weird obsession. I, just well, I don't think Wiggins is a bust. The reason still why here. is I was hyped when we got him. I always thought he was going to be good, but he disappointed. But I still think he could be good. I knew he was trade bait the moment they drafted him. Yeah, yeah. I knew it. I knew we were that's good to draft him just to trade him. Uh, yeah. Because there's been many people that like Kwame that's bust like Darko. Yeah, but Darko. He's not sure. talking Mayo. about like being a bus anymore. Yeah, Hashim the B, OJ oh, Mayo. The B, uh, I don't know Johnny, any of these names. Johnny Flynn. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Flynn. Oh, what a horrible draft. What a horrible draft that Timberwolves one was. They got and Johnny Ricky Flynn Rubio. and Ricky Rubio. And Ricky Rubio had... wasn't a bad pick, though. That actually did happen. But Ricky Rubio didn't play for two years. Yeah, he did. They drafted him. He was still over in Spain. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I did want to, when we were talking about, yeah, he was drafted from Spain. I think but, Kwame uh, just needs to get out of the field. Yeah. Kwame, though, uh, I don't know if you guys remember the Stephen A. Smith videos where he, like, talked about He's a bona fide scrub. scrub mm-hmm. All this stuff. And then there was, like, one thing where Jalen Rose, about ten years ago, went off and said uh, how he, how can he be a scrub if he played uh, 12 seasons in the NBA and then Skip Lake said well it's unfortunately he did which then Kwame now is going off on him do you think that if not Jalen Jalen yeah do you think that if Kwame had ended up in San Antonio with Papa Bitch and Tim Duncan Tommy Barker Ginobili he could have done something I'll say one thing for Kwame I can see why it would be frustrating when somebody who's a pundit is saying stuff like that and look, maybe he wasn't somebody who lived up to his expect- expectations in his career, but he was still an athlete. You know, he still yeah. made it to the yeah. league. He still survived in the league, like Chirk said, for 12 years. Mm-hmm. So I do get maybe some of that frustration. Like, look, I'm still better than you. You know, come yeah. play a game yeah. with me if I'm so horrible. You're right. And, and the way people got to realize that when we're talking about like, you know, the worst players in the NBA, they're still like elite athletes. If you want exactly. to go if you want to go like play a game of one on one like any of us here with Kwame Brown, he would smoke, smoke us. Hell, oh yeah. Even college players would. Even even the, the worst college players would still smoke the average person. I, I don't think a lot of people realize that. They were but then Brian Scalabrini went on to play one-on-one. Exactly. That's what I was going with this. Wait, yeah, if you think the white mamba, Brian Scalabrini. If you think mamba. about think about that whole thing, it's like even the worst NBA team would be able to defeat the best college basketball team. Yes. Yeah. Well, the the majors are something else. It, it's it's Kentucky, maybe. No, um, Kentucky would lose. What was I going to say though? It you, does, you got me. Lost. It doesn't matter if it's on the M, if it's on the NFL football field or the NBA basketball court. The the best team in college basketball would still lose to the worst team in the NBA or the NFL. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. That's a fact. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Yeah, I do too. There's such a discrepancy. Oh, but on the Kwame Brown thing, I'm, we can move on after this, but I was curious. Yeah. Chirp, you said he had a YouTube channel, right? Yes, it's called Kwame Brown's Bus Life. I don't know if it's, if it's taken down yet. But. So the other side of this is we're talking about Kwame Brown, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And we're talking about his YouTube. So this is, it's free publicity. Yeah, I mean he's getting publicity that, that accomplished. Yeah, so nobody else would be talking yeah. about him otherwise. He's close to three hundred thousand subscribers really quick. If that's all, if that's why he did this, he accomplished his goal. Oh, what, what did he create this YouTube channel? I think he created it about like a few years ago. It looks like, but now it's taken off since the whole the whole the Becky with the good hair thing. <laughs> so none of you answered my question. If he would have ended up in San Antonio with Popovich and Tim Duncan. Would he have done something with his career? I don't, I don't know, know Becky so. with the good hair. I think he needed, a, he needed a What was the order of that veteran. draft? What? I need to know the order of the draft that, first. That was, uh, I believe it was, I don't know why I remember this on the top of my head, but I do. Kwame Brown, Tyson Chandler, Paul Gasol, Eddie Curry. I forget who was fifth after that. But Hold on. So the Spurs didn't have, like, the top pick? No. If, like, the Spurs had a top pick in that draft and they chose him, maybe, but I'm not going to say yes. They drafted Tony Parker later. In that draft. Oh, they didn't even have Tony Parker in that draft. No, yeah, he was in that draft. He was a later pick. Oh, okay. 
no one thought he was going to be. I feel like if he went to a team that was rebuilding with a bunch of young players, <laughs> he probably would have been okay. But or right off the bat with Jordan, then Kobe, or a contender with a with a good veteran presence that wasn't like that like level. If he was like with maybe I don't know. Let, let's say if Sean Kemp was still good back then. Oh. The the only chance he would have had is somehow he got traded to seventh to New Jersey. Oh yeah, yeah he would have been good. All these other teams were, were dumpster fires. The Clippers, the Hawks, the Bulls, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, they were awful. And if you look at those teams now, well, some well, of them anyway. Grizzlies, well, never mind. That's Grizzlies. I was thinking Timberwolves. <laughs> if I said KG was there, he probably could have helped them some. Interesting so, question. Do you think the So Watch the Catch podcast is going to get if his mom is cooking? Wait, could it? That's, that's his phrase. He it could. That's his phrase. That helps us. That helps. Hey, it's publicity for us, church, so I guess that's a good thing. So I'm going to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, so what are we doing now? It, it has nothing to do with food. It, oh. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> No, I was going to say, are we calling out Kwame Brown? Uh, no, we're no, not calling no, out no, no, no. Kwame we're Brown, you're a punk. Because of the fact we they! Talked, we, the, just because of the fact we talked about him, he could go girl. off on us. He, he, it seems like he, Chirk says Kwame Brown's a punk, that's what I heard. Yes, Chirk is saying Kwame Brown is a punk. All right, next uh, subject. Is oh. the NBA playoffs. Yeah, so, moving forward. So we got the... There are a lot of series going on, but the two series I want to specifically focus on are the Dallas Mavericks against the Los Angeles Clippers and the L.A. Lakers against the Phoenix Suns. So, Dallas is up two games to none in Woo! That made you happy. Huh? I'm a Luka Doncic fan, so if Dallas is doing good, I know he's doing good. All right, so, so since you're a Luka Doncic fan, you want to talk about this Mavericks-Clippers series? Yeah, that's good. I saw the game last night. I saw a little bit. Then I saw the highlights uh, this morning on Inside the NBA. Uh, it was a good game. Kawhi did his thing, but not enough. It was playoff P, playoff P. He's playoff poo-poo. Is what he's, he is. he's playoff poo-poo. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't say it better myself, Jade. My God. Your two nicknames are Encyclopedia and Chime In. Because you just love to chime in right behind him. But uh, my girlfriend's a big fan of the Mavs, and she was like a Dirk Nowitzki guy. That's the only reason she liked him, because she... Uh, let's be real, Jane. You had a crush on Dirk Nowitzki. Okay. But anyways, um, Luka Doncic, right? So that, that, gives the, that gave them the chance to come back. The Mavs would have been trash without him. I'm glad to see, for my sake, you know, it'll put her in a good mood that they're good again. Um, and that's all I take from that. So, here's the thing. The Mavericks wouldn't have ended up with Luka if they hadn't made a draft day trade with the Hawks. Because the Hawks took Luka and the Mavericks took Trey Young and they swapped. And the, the, the Suns and the Kings both missed out too. Yes, you're right. Bagley... So which, so here's what's interesting to me about this whole thing. Kawhi had rel- relatively had success in both Toronto and San Antonio, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. So why hasn't that translated over to the Clippers? I, I have two words for you. It's Ty Lue. Yes, you think? But uh, even though Doc Rivers was his coach before, yes. I wouldn't say it's just Kawhi. Like Kawhi, he's been doing his his part. Uh-huh. But it's the team. Like first they like last year they were okay, but 
but playoffs hit, it went down. And also, they don't really have the best bench. No, they don't. It's really, right. Like, in the regular season, it was literally just uh, Kawhi and PG if he showed up. Which and, usually he does not. And yeah. neither of these games, I'm just seeing this now, neither of them are really blowouts. No. Um, Earlier in the year, though, the Mavericks, wasn't it the Clippers? They like, had like, about 45 at halftime. Yeah. Probably. Or maybe scores. it was the Cavs. I do so, remember that. It was not the Cavs. I know that for a fact. What it comes down to, really, is that the Clippers may have good players. may mm-hmm. have a collection of good talents. Yeah. They're not a good team. They're still the Clippers. So you think they're, they're still the just... Clippers. They're still the Clippers. They're for sure. Clippers gonna Clippers. So, <laughs> same thing. Charles Brand, Blake Clippers Griffin, Chris suck. Paul, you name them. So you think that Kawhi making that New Balance commercial with the crown swinging, like taking a direct shot at LeBron, is was, was a waste of time? Yes. It's a com- first mean, of all, it's a commercial. So no. So let me let me, re- let me backtrack. No, he got money. Uh, so no, not a waste of time. Uh, the content you want to call that dumb commercial making. Blame the director. Okay. You want to know what uh, Los Angeles is probably kicking themselves for right now? I'm just reading an article here where they're talking about how back in the fall they had pondered making a move for Kyle Lowry. Lowry? Lowry. Lowry. That's a rough name. But they didn't because of salary cap mm. issues. I mean, they ended up trading for Rondo, but... Like, that's not... Uh, I mean, the Clippers want to be good. They still need certain pieces to be good. Like, yeah. I don't think they have a solid guard. Pat Bev is not. Should they bring back Chris Kamen? Okay, I'm done with him. <laughs> <laughs> Can somebody, like, go and turn off his microphone? Like, the Clippers, for them to be good, they need a good, solid point guard that can distribute the ball, playmate, because that's not Pat Bev. No. Rondo, he could do that, but if he's coming off the bench, it's not really helping him that much. He is playoff Rondo, though. Yeah, but the thing is, with the Lakers, he was in the starting lineup. Yeah. And going to the Lakers' Sun series... The Suns were able to take game one, but I think that's more because they hadn't been in the playoffs in, what, like 11 years, something like that? Steve Nash was there. Uh, I mean, here's, here's the real answer. Uh, LeBron always, like, takes game one off. That's true. It's just like a fill-out game. It's, it's a fill-out game. He lets the other team just expel all of their energy in game one, and he goes, guess what? I'm going to go rattle off four wins in a row now, and you're bounced. That's yeah. something also, I've I feel, definitely seen in Cleveland. But I feel if uh, Chris Paul was like not dealing with his little shoulder injury, it would have been a closer game. Yeah. It, you know, you know Suns might have won that. You know who could step up, AJ? That's on the Suns? No, we're not doing this. No, don't no, say it. Not don't doing this. say it. Miles. Wait. Mikhail yeah, see, Bridges. you don't know. It's Miles Garrett? Not the Charlotte Hornets, Miles Bridges. It's Mikhail Bridges from Villanova. Yes. I feel like Miles Garrett could help somehow. Yeah, um, I mean, he, he could ball. I've seen some footage. But you know what? You got, what? What else you got? So, what uh, other than Clippers, Mavericks, and uh, Lakers, Sun, what's the most intriguing series to you? I'm not really intrigued uh, by any of them. Knicks versus Hawks. Knicks versus Hawks. Game that one. Both, yeah, that, that was a good game. game. That is a great answer. Trey Young went, I hate to say it, but he went berserk. He went off. Uh, I feel like in the first half, like you heard, you heard the arena after Trey Young. After that, they were quiet. But Derrick Rose responded and said, "If you want to talk, we can talk, but there's no consequences to that." And, and one underrated player on that Knicks team was uh, Alec Burks. Yeah. Who yeah. underrated for plenty of years since the Jazz years. 
Julius Randle actually won most improved player for the Knicks. Who are the Sixers for? They Sixers are playing play. the Wizards. Russell Westbrook. The Grizzlies uh, are playing yeah. the Jazz. That's, that, that might be an okay series. I'm not too sure about that one. I have a guaranteed sweep for you. And then the Nuggets versus Blazers. Let me see if I can read your mind. Nets versus That's over Celtics. Yeah! yeah. Seems like that one was pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations! Um, I, had, I had that as a sweep, too. Hey, just calling Master Dallas. <laughs> I, had yeah. that, I had that as a sweep because <laughs> I feel like they best defenders out. Jalen Brown, so yep, he's out. It's just free reign for them. Yep. Well, that about catches us up on playoffs, right? Wait, you have one more series. Well, the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, that, well, that one, that was a blowout. Um, one game. That's so uh, weird. Second game, right? That's so weird. Huh? Second game too, yes. So Which is, weird. why do you think it's weird, Chirk? I think it's weird because of the fact that Heat were like given like beat the. Beat the number one seeded uh, Bucks last season. Yeah, I was going to actually touch on that. Where did they go? I feel... um, Tyler Hero's falling off a cliff. Yeah, a little bit. Do you you want to know the real answer? Yes. The bubble heat was a lie. Yes, it was. So, if the Nuggets are down 3-1, are they coming back? No. Who? The Nuggets. The Nuggets. Why are we talking about the Nuggets now? We're talking about the Heat. What are you talking about? Why are you switching teams on us? Don't do that. You messed me up. Uh, what was that? Go back to Miami. Uh, I I can kind of see if, like this uh, change in arena, so Miami's back at home. Yep. They might surprise you win these next two. If they win their, if they wear their actual heat jerseys and not that yellow disaster <laughs> that they're oh. wearing. Yeah. Why are what are those jerseys for the Heat? Uh, a mistake. That's what those are. They're, what is it with teams and statement jerseys? Do you like the? I got to say that they suck. Do you like those pink and like blue yeah. jerseys that Miami wears? I love the Miami Vice ones. The yeah, yeah that's, those are the ones I'm referring to. Well, there's there's a culture to those, so yeah. You, you there's know a what, point to why they're yeah, wearing. Them. You know what jerseys I'm referring yeah. to, right? And and some of these uh, uniform changes though, they just seem like pointless. No. I have a quick question though about uniforms. Should the Bucks go back to those Ray Allen? No, no. They have the perfect uniform set right now. It's just plain and blend, just like Milwaukee. It's clean and simple. And that's where my thoughts at. Like, if you already have the perfect color, why are you messing with it? So I have a quick question. Last one. Do you think? We we gotta head to break. Do you think home teams should start wearing their away jerseys? No. Because the (laughs) that was easy. So, because the Lakers already kind of do that by wearing yellow jerseys at home, they go against tradition by not wearing white. So, basically, why I'm asking is, should home teams stop wearing white jerseys? I don't care in basketball just because of how many different jersey colors and combos and different versions that they use. I wish they sold the other jerseys online, yeah, but I don't really care. Okay, it's. I mean, it's just it's it's not really. My complaint's more about just the jersey design, not what jersey that they wear. Yeah. I mean, just as long as I never had to see those Ransom Note Zodiac Killer Cavs uniforms again, I'm all good. That's one of those obscure, like, topics that I love to look at is the jerseys. And I'm the- less worried about the fashion and more worried about the play, Yeah, honestly. Yeah. That's, um, I, that's valid. But let's hit a commercial break. And we actually, like, time got kind of weird on our show. I think we have two segments worth of stuff left, right? Yeah. But yes. what we'll do, I think, is we'll, we'll take this short commercial break, a little three-minute break. We'll come back and we'll wrap it. Yeah, we'll make it a super segment. All right, so make sure you hang around for this last one. we got a lot to wrap up, um, and we'll be right back. 
overweight, I didn't exercise, and my doctor told me I would most likely develop diabetes if something didn't change. Fortunately, I joined a program that helped me make healthier choices, like eating better and being more active. The YMCA's Diabetes Prevention Program was a wake-up call that really changed my life. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention predict that one in three Americans could have diabetes by the year 2050. The WISE 12-month lifestyle modification program is part of the CDC's National Diabetes Prevention Program, where the goal is to prevent the onset of type 2 diabetes. For those who qualify, the program is covered through United Healthcare and Medicare. To find where the program is available in Ohio, visit ymca.net slash diabetes. Take control of your health. This message, sponsored by the Ohio Department of Health, aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. I remember the moment. I remember the moment. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. A storage tank ruptured, and for miles, chemicals were pushing up against the riverbanks. This was a big, big deal, and it was going to have a serious impact on communities up and down the river. I remember the moment this local guy came up to me and said, they call the guard out for this stuff? You probably thought we were all about hurricanes, tornadoes, fighting Mother Nature. Hey, it's a chemical spill. It's a disaster. It affects the water supply, threatens wildlife. We're talking about the health of entire communities and people's livelihoods. You bet we're ready for these kinds of things. We were out there with booms to prevent the spill from expanding. We are responsible for protecting and monitoring the sensitive wetlands. I also remember the moment that same guy came up to me and said, I don't know what we would have done if they hadn't called the guard up. Learn more about how you can protect your friends, families, neighbors, and the environment. Everything that makes up your community. Go to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters in this station. Imagine me, a dog. Moving in with a human. I didn't know how it would work. Turns out, my human's pretty entertaining. For instance, every time I give my human his ball, he throws it as far as he can. And I'm like, dude, that's your ball. So I go get it, but he just throws it. Again! I gotta say though, the more he does it, the funnier it is. I love my human. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. 7,000 high school students drop out every school day. If you stack their desks one atop the other, it's a pile more than 17,000 feet high. That's 12 Empire State Buildings. But what's truly scary is that another stack is going up tomorrow. We can keep students in school. Visit BoostUp.org and take the first step. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. This is everyone's favorite season, Autumn, from Triple Threat, and you're listening to AllSportsCleveland.com, the home of the NEL Christmas Classic. Welcome back. It's, uh, so what's the catch? We're wrapping things up here. Uh, we decided to go with a super segment because uh, our schedule got a little bit little bit uh, jacked up a little bit. Oh, are we going San Diego Superchargers right there? This goes on? Yeah, and I blame uh, Josh. I don't know why, but I blame Josh. I'll accept the blame on that one. I mean... Church, blame Church just more. Yeah, I'm going to blame Church. I'm not going to be the scapegoat here. I felt like mixing things around a little bit. I've already blamed Church, so I'm going to blame Well, I haven't blamed him yet, so it's my turn. All right. Kramer, (laughs) Kramer, just this once, I will accept your blame. All right. Okay, so we have, uh, we kind of jumped around a little bit, but uh, we've got a couple of LeBron topics here. Yeah, so LeBron was violated the health and safety protocols for the NBA, However, he was not suspended because the NBA has set a double standard where 
oh, you did, you're LeBron, so you're not getting suspended. Because if we suspend LeBron, who's going to watch our playoffs? I was still going to watch. But funny thing is, uh, I know we talked about him earlier, but Kwame actually called LeBron out on that. <laughs> and it was frustrating. It's frustrating. Funny, funny enough. It's frustrating, but not surprising. Yeah. I'll put it that way. So, Versus, like, other players that, yeah, that if they get COVID, they're... Or, yeah. Like, Kristaps Porzingis, he's not getting suspended, but he went to a strip club, and so that violated... I feel he should just get a slap on the wrist <coughs> and let him go. He got fined $50,000. There's already a lot of people who say that they they quit watching basketball because of LeBron James. And, and the whole super team thing? or the, Multiple reasons, but, but those are one of them. And... Um, with stuff like this, it's like he's just adding to that image. Because I don't want to watch a league that is catering to to anybody, you know, especially now LeBron James. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so I, I pulled up the NBA statement about the reason why LeBron's not being suspended, and it says the following. Uh, to clarify any remaining misconception, LeBron James briefly attended an outdoor event last week where participants were required to be vaccinated or return a negative test result prior to going. Under these circumstances and in consultation with medical experts, it was determined that his attendance did not create risks related to the spread of COVID-19 and therefore no quarantine was necessary. Over the course of the season, there have been numerous similar violations of the league's health and safety protocols, which were addressed with the players' team in a similar fashion. Under current NBA rules, vaccinated players are permitted to engage in outside activities, including their individual commercial arrangements, such as sponsor appearances or ad shoots. So I get what they're saying. It's a good statement, but I would just push back that no matter what happened or what it was, LeBron James wasn't going to be be fined or put out of the, the uh, postseason. No, I... Which I'm fine with him, like, not being put out of the postseason. But again, I get it. He's a superstar. He's one of the faces of the league. I get all this. It's totally valid. But you can't set a double standard. Well, the NBA is saying they didn't. The NBA is saying in that statement that he didn't break the rules. Yeah, because they were required to either be vaccinated or return the negative test result. And at the end of it, it sort of implies that... LeBron may have gotten the vaccine. Although a little bit. Well, I if you see his card. if you listen to his one of his newest statements, I'd have to pull it up. But he never indicated that he did get the vaccine. It, it's not, it's a little bit of reading between the lines here. It's about how the end of that statement is worded. I, uh, you know what's you know what statement I'm referring to, correct? Yes, I'm. Ref- I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and I see the card, man. They were talking about it on first take, and he never said like directly said like I got the vaccine or no I'm not going to get the vaccine so which is kind of strange in itself because when when they've already had such a push to have like I just saw the commercial over the weekend with Kevin Stefanski talking about getting his vaccine you're leading me right to where I want to go they're trying to get everybody in sports to do this so wouldn't you think like the very first person they'd be going to is LeBron James thank you I like the you're you hit the nail right on the head there, Kramer. I usually do. I'm a pretty good hammer. <laughs> <laughs> so on, on your quick little pop quiz, you get 100%. Good job. Well, I think that's enough um, breath wasted on LeBron James anyways. I, I, you know what? At this point, anything LeBron James, it's just it, it's frustrating to me. Okay, so if that's the case, 
You want to go to the next segment of Pet Peeve of the Week? I can do that real quick. And it's your turn. Yeah, so we started this last week um, all talking about our different pet peeves in sports, and this is actually an idea Josh has been trying to get us to do for months. <laughs> so <laughs> we heard about it every day, so I've been thinking about it. Um, and I'm, I'm, I feel accomplished that we, it actually You definitely worked. stayed in my mind, because I, I did think about it. Oh, you think about Josh. <laughs> every night. Um, and... What I came to, uh, okay, so it takes me back, think of the World Series game, Indians, that last game, what sunk us? If, if you had to say one thing that sunk us that day, what was it? Kluber pitching for the third time. Rain. 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 My boy here nailed it. The Chicago rain. If, if it hadn't rained that night, it would have been a different ending. You're right. I'm willing to admit that. I hate rain delays. Do you remember LeBron being there at the game? I do. Yes. Oh, yeah, I, I guess. I remember that. I, I don't remember Jared that Smith specific game. but Yeah, I, I do remember that. I remember him being at one of the ALCS games against the Blue Jays. I don't remember him being at the World Series. Oh, right. game seven. Are you kidding? It was at Game 7. Rajay hit the home run. He was going like this wearing the Cleveland oh, Nowhere shirt. You're right. I remember right. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I stand corrected. That was the only time I ever like just sat down and watched baseball that, that was an extreme example of what I'm about to say which is that I just to me the the rain delay the way it's set up is it doesn't work it, it screws up the game they, they I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure what the answer is okay I just don't like what they do is it Allen Iverson what no. what, what? <laughs> is Allen Iverson the answer what question do you think I asked Oh, I got it. Oh, okay. Okay. So, on the subject of, like, rain delays in World Series, back in 2008, Game 5, Phillies are up three games to one. They actually had to suspend Game 5 because of the rain and play the the remainder of it the next day. That still hurts me, Kramer. Yeah, me too. And I would rather that's what would have happened, that they finished the game or... The next day. Oh, so you're right here for actually what should have happened? No delay. Or no delay. No delay. There, there was no reason for a delay. That was the biggest sham of all rain delays I've ever seen. Was this the Cleveland curse? You, you it, call it, it what you want it, to, it, but it was a it was a it was a hoax. I mean, it, it was a joke. It's the curse of the guy behind Kramer on the wall right there. <laughs> <laughs> Who is behind me? By air. Oh, Not yeah. by air. I'm talking about Mr. Chief Wahoo there. Uh, oh. Oh, I thought you were talking about. Him. I saw it. Yeah, I thought you were talking about. No, uh, the the curse of Chirk Berserk. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that that probably works too. I think that is the, a real thing. There's good luck with Chirk Berserk. Is there? <laughs> yes, there is. Uh, I question that. Well, you are entitled to your own opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I maintain uh, a couple of things about that particular World Series. Um, Danny Salazar being available, different outcome. Carlos Carrasco being available, different outcome. Travis Bauer hadn't cut his finger. Trevor. You're just yeah. calling him a different name now. Who's Travis Bauer? I'm, I'm renaming everybody. Okay. Um, Bruce Belichick. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Bruce oh, Belichick. If I, don't, if I don't like you, I'm, I'm just going to pretend like I don't know your first name from now on. <laughs> don't so, do that with Kwame. <laughs> who, Corey? <laughs> Corey Brown? Okay. So... I get, totally get what you're saying about the two, about the World Series and rain delays and all that. Um, I'm not going to say who I was rooting for in that. We one. all know it was the Cubs. Yes, it was the Cubs. 
Yes. <laughs> so everybody, drop the. Well, everybody, I want in the comments for this. I want to know what you think about Josh rooting for the Cubs in that World Series. Okay, let I me say that. I thought he was a fan of all Cleveland, though. Apparently not. He's a fraud. The Indians are my favorite American League team, though. So much like that rain delay, you're a fraud. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that is not true. Because when the Indians are not playing the Cubs, I root for the Indians. The only time I do not root for the Indians is when they're playing the Cubs. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's valid. I don't because you. I've been a Cubs fan since my childhood. But where do you live and where were you born? Yes, I know. I'm you. You know me. I'm a diehard Cleveland Cavaliers fan till the end of time. So I'm just not sure why that runs up. Like for me, even if I was a Dodgers or yeah, whoever fan, okay. I I wouldn't put them over my home team. I yep. and you're entitled to that, and I totally understand. It's just something about me and the Cubs had been, like, in sync or with each other, whatever you want to say. Yeah, in sync. That was a cool band. Uh, uh, (laughs) Here, uh, here's... I've had this exact conversation with some of my friends before uh, about where you live or where you're from and what teams you root for, and that's mostly because I grew up in Michigan. I have a friend. He's from New York. He's a Steelers fan. And you know why? He played a video game, and the Steelers were the only team he could win with. It's always the I most ridiculous. To, I, I used to be a Rams reason. fan growing up, loving Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk when I was Part of the reason why I got, I became a Cubs fan is, like, my dad's friend, David Cueto, he gave me a customized Cubs jersey with my last name on the back. And um, I always was a big, like, Carlos Ambrano fan, Derek Lee. I enjoyed watching Aramis Ramirez when the Cubs were on TV. So just a lot of, there were a lot of reasons. I'm not a bandwagon Cubs fan where it's like, oh, the Cubs won in 2016. I'm a Cubs fan now. Uh Uh-uh. And so here's what I'll say. I'll say one thing on this. In, In 2015, I was rooting for the Cubs to win the World Series that year, and here's why. Back to the Future. Back to the Future Part 2. I wanted I wanted that movie to predict the future. Because that in Back to the Future Part 2, Martin McFly goes to 2015, the Cubs win the World Series. So I wanted that to happen. Hmm. But it didn't. The Royals won. Maybe it's on like an alternate timeline that that happened. Yeah. That's what I feel uh, like. Multiverse. Uh, you know, like the multiverse. Uh, yeah, so alternate timeline. So alternate timeline, the Cavs don't win that finals no, but the Indians win. The, the Indians won the do, World Series. In the alternate timeline, do they win the first game? The first one? In, in an alternate timeline, you weren't born. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm not accepting this question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In, in an alternate timeline, uh, George Steinbrenner purchased the Indians instead of the Yankees. Man, that would have been Ooh, In an alternate that. timeline, Art Modell does not sell Cleveland. We get Ray Lewis. We got Jonathan Ogden. We are winning that Super Bowl in 2001. Yeah, That's maybe. another alternate timeline. And 2012. Alternate timeline. I don't know about 2000. Everybody came to Cleveland, and we won then, and LeBron didn't go to Miami. Ooh. There's a lot of things that could have played out different, but that's just Cleveland, isn't it? Yeah. It's just Cleveland. You know, they always say there's always next year in Cleveland. They do. Yes, they do. There is always next year. Are we going to continue to say that about the Browns, though? I don't feel like it. Cleveland, the land of alternate timelines. (laughs) (laughs) We got anything else over there? Uh, no, we're all good. Wait, Chirk, who's your berserker of the week? I already got him. We already had this. Oh, oh, yeah, Kwame. Kwame yeah, Corey Brown. 
Um, at this point, Kwame. we're just listing out all our favorite teams because Josh is a Cubs fan when it comes to baseball, unless the Indians are not playing the Cubs. Exactly, which I I feel like that is acceptable. Yeah, mine goes, well, I don't really watch baseball as much as you guys, so by default, I am going to be an Indians fan. Right. I am uh, a Browns fan no matter who they're playing, though. Browns fan no matter what. Uh, yes. Cavs, they may suck, but hey. I still root. I'm a Packers what? fan, what? but if the Packers play the Browns, I'm rooting for the Browns. Okay, so you're Joe Thomas. I'm, I'm a huge Cavs fan, but why do we name them the Cavaliers? Was there any history with Cavaliers in Cleveland? I wonder that with a lot of teams. Like, yeah. are there any Timberwolves in Minnesota? I'm going to say I yes. I so. It's like right I like by Canada. Or what about... Are there any Grizzlies in Memphis? Yes. Well, if you go to yes, just about is. any big there's football town, they'll have, like, Browns, Backer, Bars. I love that. So, I mean, so, yeah. Okay, you're, you're picking the animal ones for some reason. <laughs> there's legitimate chances that those are a in Toronto. That's a better one. Or how about how many pirates are in Pittsburgh? Yeah, true. Or how many, uh, I don't know. There, there's Never a mind. lot of pirates stealing the I was going to say, steal well, the it makes sense that they're the Phoenix Suns. There's a lot of sun in Phoenix. Oh, oh yeah. there's a lot of sun in Phoenix. I had a great time. Yeah, the, there's a lot of heat the, in Miami, so that one makes sense. The Utah Jazz, that used to be the New Orleans Jazz. Correct. I, w- I would be pretty sure you're not going to hear too much jazz music in Utah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Isn't, isn't Utah basically just like the movie Footloose? It's Mormon. It's, it's Wait, Mormon. What about lakes? There's no lakes in Los Angeles. We have to... Well, alrighty. I think we should end it on this. <laughs> I think we should end everything on this. Um, but, but yeah, thanks for joining us if you did listen or if you watched us later. Um, check out our website, so what's the catch dot wordpress.com or no, so what's the catch podcast. So what's the catch podcast dot wordpress.com and hit us up on Facebook. Anything else anybody wants to uh, say? Follow the Twitter account at so what's the catch. I keep forgetting about that. I'll- um, Maybe create an Instagram page next. What was that? Create an Instagram page. Oh, that'd be fun. Then, you know. Maybe my producer will do that. Yeah, maybe our producer will do that. I I gotta Uh, just figure it out, but yeah, hopefully we could also get this call line working. I'll be entertained to hear some callers drop into our show. That would be a lot of fun, actually. It would be a lot of fun. I would enjoy that. Hear some berserkers. So let's let's make sure you. Make sure you join us next Wednesday. We do this every Wednesday, 2 to 4. Uh, make sure you join us, and hopefully we'll figure out how to get some phone calls in here. So right. check out northcustunderground.com. Listen live. Click on All Sports Cleveland, and we'll be back next Wednesday. See you. Bye. We're out. County Captains Baseball. And the captains walk it off on opening night. We are the talk of the land. AllSportsCleveland.com, Valley 